comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Listening to Fear, the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 201 for season three, episodes seven and eight of Fear the Walking Dead. I'm your host, Craig DeManda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Aaron Newworth. Hey, it's here. It's Fear. It's me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mr. Daryl Taylor. <laughs> you hear that quiet, people? That's that's how you defend your land. The the Facebook group you was very concerned you about you and the I battle know. you had on July third last when we 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 recorded last. Okay, you don't get drunk. You don't let your children fight your battles. You don't let some blonde come in there and boss you around. You you get out there and you do the work yourself. So and that's how you keep the land. So to assuage the 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 concerned Facebook group, you you took a video of your land intact this that's afternoon. That's right. right. Okay. All right. I won. I washed all the blood off. It's fine. It's clean. It's good. Hey, so now set us up. Are you sitting on your porch with your with your weapon in hand, recording as we speak right now? Is that what you're doing? That's right. I'm sitting in the back. I have a sentry uh, watching all corners of the of my land, and I'm fine. Michonne's in a tree somewhere. She's she's awake. She's good. Tossing little, little Joe or out on the on horseback on the back. That's right. That's right. <laughs> As you can hear, Mr. Jim Dietz is with us as well. If you don't like what I'm saying, you just come right in here and shoot this old prick right in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. So, good couple episodes, though. I mean, it was an interesting way to end the season. Uh, The first Uh, episode was called... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sure. I'm sorry. If I could just have the floor for a moment. Yes. I just want to say I was very very remiss to uh, to miss episode 200 last week. Yes. Yes, we uh, miss you. Just wanna, I want to thank everybody involved with the podcast for you know, letting it go on this long, <laughs> I guess. I mean, uh, you were there from, know, the, from the beginning pretty much, I, weren't I, you? I, I mean, yeah. I've, been, I've been there since episode one. And That's you know, right. So you are a founder, like the auto community had founders, and uh, you are a founder of the Walking Dead TV podcast. Is that correct? Well, I really would. I don't feel comfortable with you associating me with Jeremiah Otto, but that's cool. <laughs> uh, I just want to say thanks to the listeners and thanks to everybody who's supported the podcast and uh, DCB oh. service and everybody who's been listening since the beginning. And I know you're out there. I mean, if it weren't for this podcast, I wouldn't have gotten to you know talk to Chandler Riggs and Norman Reedus or you know, um, 
or any of the other great uh, any of the other great actors uh, that you know from The Walking Dead. Right. I wouldn't have had a lot of friends that I have now because of the podcast, and hmm. it's been a, a cool trip. And I just want to thank all the listeners and thank you guys. Uh, <laughs> And for help to keep it going and everybody who's not here every, anymore you know and you know ross and brad and uh jordan from jersey and you know and, and yes. everybody else from the show yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny you mentioned that we were talking off air uh i think it was last week the week before actually because you weren't on last week and um you went to the comic-con down in north carolina and i asked did people like recognize you or recognize your voice and what did you say you said yeah they heard me talking right and then they came up to you and they knew it was you is that kind of what happened or um it happened to me a few times, yeah. <laughs> so it happened like, to me at, at New York Comic Con a couple of times. It's happened to me at uh, it happened to me at Heroes. Like both times I've gone, people have been like, "I knew who that was." Just like, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been it's been awesome, and the you know, podcasting has been. I mean, I've I've made so many great friends and so many great times thanks to podcasting. So. Just wanted to thank all the listeners before we get into this week's you know, uh, finale and whatnot. Yeah, that's great. No, it's awesome. It really is good. What's, ni- what's nice is that as opposed to the you know the Walking Dead shows, we've actually kept both black cast members on the podcast, so it really... That's true. Sure. <laughs> Neither one of you have died. So I mean, so it got close with Daryl last week, but you know, it's good now again. It's true. Tried well, to it's, take me, but it was touch and go now, there for a while. If Russ is the Rick of the show, then I guess that makes me the Carol. So. <laughs> I've been around since the beginning. That's funny. All right, so what do you guys think? The first episode was called The Unveiling. The second one, second one was called Children of Wrath. Um, any initial thoughts before we jump into it? Double episode again. Um, well, similar to last year's season finale, where the first episode was, I think, was stronger than the second episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt the same way here, where... While I wasn't super thrilled by the first one, I at least liked it more because I really didn't like the second one. I thought it just kind of dragged on and a lot of lapses in logic and whatnot were going on. And we'll get into it, but I, I wasn't a yeah. huge fan of how things kind of played out in the in this thing. So I guess the question is then, I understand now why. We have such good fans, by the way, on the Facebook page. They explained to me why they condensed, and you, obviously you guys, had, you guys did too, but I mean, I didn't understand why they did the first two episodes together and then... The last two episodes together, but now I get it because they're going up against Game of Thrones. It's coming yeah. up, and I guess they don't want to try. They don't want to try their hand at that, right? That's not a good. Uh... Yeah, they don't, they don't want their. You know, it's already a very lower rated show than other AMC shows. So the idea of having it's the epic season, mid season finale. If you're The Walking Dead, or and nobody watches because the, it's the epic season premiere of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> and then I kind of also forgot too. And then I, it really, it's amazing. But this is a short break because we we're going to see Fear again before the actual Prime show comes back. Right, yeah. I, I forget that. So they have to kind of leave a little space in between. So it makes sense now why they condensed it. I, I kind of get it now. You get the same length of break in between, just like in the mid-season between the Walking Dead shows. I mean, it's like a like a, a month and a change or whatever. Like, right, but, yeah, but, I, but you don't get that huge break between seasons. Well, it's, I guess you kind of do because it's next year. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's probably about the same. It's just it's just I, you get yeah. fear, then fear, then you get Walking Dead, then like Christmas, and then Walking Dead, then yeah. I guess it makes sense. They kind of break it up that way. It also um, Comic Con's next week as well, so I mean there will be a Fear the Walking Dead. Panel oh, oh yeah, right, right. If I if I'm there, I'll you know try to do any kind of reporting I can to go to. The, but it's you know it's in that Hall H, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. With Come on, Walking your Dead. name is on the wall there. You can't. I mean, of course you're gonna be there, right? You, I'm you, saying you go there and you tell my story. Get that geek sweat. That, that, geek, that geek sweat, zombie sweat, right? Is that what it is over there in Hall H? It's palpable. Geeks in one room. So. Tainted meat. 
Stated me exactly. Well, it should be a season eight um, premiere then. I mean, a, a teaser trailer then at that point, right? Usually they release well, it. The Walking Dead, yeah, there'll be there'll be something, and they'll they'll have like a teaser probably for the rest of Fear of the Walking Dead, which everyone will be obviously screaming up in their arms about. Can't yeah. wait, Madison. <laughs> we love you. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys, any other initial thoughts, or want to jump right into it? Uh, it it was like it. It was like if you have like a nice hamburger, a nice cheeseburger, and everything, the toppings are all pretty and and nice, and then and then when you go to eat it, it just all starts to fall apart. That that's kind of how I felt. Like the first part of this was all set up and it was ready and it looked good. Like looked like we were going to get some interesting stuff, and then we get to the second part and it just felt like. It just stopped and things were happening that I was like, why? Like, if this is what we were leading up to, it was just so lackluster. I mean, and they were doing so great, you know, with, compared to how they were uh, seasons ago. Like, this this, this was a, a nice lead up. And then we just we get a head in the bag and, and a wave goodbye. And, right. You know, like, you know, like, and, and characters that I thought were going to really go that, you know, like, I really thought she was going to go there and she just, my kids were upset with me. So I, I changed my mind. I'm going to stop now. <laughs> like that was just so like to do everything she's done so far. And then, um, and then it just, just stop because of, of that little conversation that she had just seemed, I don't know. It just, it just seemed like they just, just stop for the sake of it's the finale and we, we can't do any more right now. We just need to, put a pause on it and uh, wait till we come back. Yeah, I just felt like it was a real mixed bag. Like, there were some parts that I thought were really great and I really enjoyed, and then there were other parts where I was kind of just scratching my head and wondering why, and I really felt it would have been better served if it had been condensed into one episode or maybe a 90-minute episode rather than being two full long episodes, because like Aaron and Daryl said, I thought there were parts where you know they just went on too long. <sighs> Uh, and just, you know, was interminable at some points. So just like, come on, you know, it's supposed to be the season finale. You're supposed to get me all excited for Jazz and, uh, you know, Jazz for the next season. While it is an interesting status quo they have set up for the next season, and I do appreciate that this season, I feel, has been better than the second season overall. I just felt they didn't quite nail the landing. You know, it was kind of a mixed bag yeah. for me. And the, the second episode, Children of Wrath, was a longer one. It was like an hour and whatever plus, an hour and 09 or an hour 10. And yeah. did it seem like that Strand stuff was just like the filler? Like I, as much as I love Strand, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I love seeing him. I, can, hey, I, I think I think separated from the episode, that Strand stuff is fine. And I felt I laughed out loud when they're like, they brought the goddamn boat back again. But like, yeah, it, as as far as balancing it with the rest of the episode, it's like, why is like, what do we do? Like, Jim, you said it, just scratching your head and wondering why is how I like to describe a lot of this show. Right. And like this whole strand stuff, it's like, okay, this is neat, like separated from the rest of it. But I've seen other shows, let alone this show, balance multiple storylines before, and it's not mm-hmm. working this time around. It's just I, like, think, okay. I think they were trying really hard to um to like try to like um. Uh, be a counterpoint to the main storyline with the Strand stuff, but all it did was really distract. Yes. You know, like, like Aaron, you make a good point. If it was by itself, I thought it would have worked a lot better than, like, you know, every time they had the Strand scene, I was like, why can't we get back to the stuff that's mattering right now with, you know, and everything, instead of having to 
you know, and uh, it was a cool echo of Rick and uh, um, and Morgan on the radio back in the first season. I thought I, mm. I did appreciate that about it um, with him and the the cosmonaut or whatever. But um, mm. anyway, but yeah, I, I agreed with you, Darren. I was like, "What, I, Aaron?" I was like, "What the boat again? <laughs> really?" <laughs> well, it felt like the boat was like a f you to everybody that was like forgot about the boat. Like, ah, there we go. Yeah, I was the one complaining. I was the one that complaining about how they lost the boat for the last. Yeah. <laughs> so they built this whole set, then it's gone for a whole half season. Oh, here yeah. it is again. That's it. And I and I said to myself, it was funny because I said to myself, watching the boat scene, I was like, why is he even bothering to burn the boat? It doesn't even matter. And then and I said they'll probably do something stupid like have the flames be in his eyes or something because they'll put his shades on. <laughs> you called that, I man. Swear, it, yeah. I swear to you. That's and it. I, and I, oh, they, and they the next thing you know. Yeah. It was either going to be yeah. that or he was going to walk away and not look at Slow it. Slow motion. And oh, he, he, did both. he did both. Yes, he, did, <laughs> yeah. do the, he did both. Do the, do the Denzel, you know. He did. He did the Denzel. He did the yeah, yeah, book of Eli here. Yeah, he did it. Because there was no reason to burn that boat, like to waste energy burning the boat. Just take the weapons. Take the supplies and just leave. Swim away. It's gone. Just swim away. It's like there's no reason. But as soon as I, I, I had the same reaction as you did, Terrell, as soon as I saw the scene with the circus, I'm like, he's going to do a Denzel, isn't he? He's just going to turn and walk away. Like, sure enough. I'm like, I'm like, is that the best middle finger in the sky? Is that is that for this show? Is that what they were doing? The, the funny thing is, the second episode was directed by Andrew Bernstein, who directed the first episode of this season which i thought we all thought was really good yeah and i think maybe you know the writing may have let it down because i thought he did a pretty good job i think it's just you know mm -hmm. yeah, i mean yeah he did you know do the whole denzel <laughs> shot thing but you can't how could you not though i mean you got the burning boat you got strand you got to shoot it that way, i right? know no, you can't you can't reason. do it any other way you can't do what would have been cool if if he he like the zombies were coming out at him in droves right on the boat yeah and he had to get away quickly and he lights it up with the shades on and you see the things burning that would have been cool if you're gonna have to do this if you're gonna do this thing set it up so it's a reason why he did it like just to try to do the symbolic i'm burning the boat what is that that, he, that what does that mean that he, he saved Shatner goodbye to his life my, my god bones what what have i done <laughs> yeah just, that's just what it looked like. <laughs> it didn't have that kind of look to it like what was it's, it's, what is the point of it? It just had no reason for it. It was like a waste. Screams, I am Kirok. I am Kirok. Yeah, and, then, <laughs> yeah, and no I Daniel. I am Kirok. And then we just, get no Daniel. He's just driving around mad now. We we get him in flash in uh, hallucination mode. I yeah, know, yeah. but I mean, you get like he just drove off. He left him there. He left Strand there. Drove off, and it's like. Peace. I know. My, my, that's like one of my biggest beefs with the second half of the season. It's like, you're going to bring Daniel back, one of the best actors on the show, one of the most interesting characters on the show. You bring him back in a big way in that one episode. You have him in a partial episode with Strand, and then poof. And he's playing yeah. Force Ghost, or he's playing you know, like, like, uh, like Merle did. He did that, that flat when, when Daryl was hurt, right? And then The Walking Dead, and it's like you see a, a flashback of him or the hallucination right. of him. Yeah, that's how we get him. Exactly. Chupacabra. Yeah, exactly. Right. I think it was the name of the episode that Marvel's in. Yeah. Same, same type of thing. All right, let's jump into it. So the first episode, again, The Unveiling, was directed by Jeremy Webb, written by Mark Richard. Cold open, we see Jake using his uh, map to make his way through the terrain, heading towards the Black Hat Reservation. And, and some good shots here. It's like, again, the drone shots you see overhead. You get a good feel of the terrain he's walking through. It's kind of rough stuff. Uh, taking the back roads to the Black Hat Reservation. 
and he realizes that he's being stalked by someone and starts to run for cover. He hides behind a bush, he draws his gun, and then suddenly Alicia appears. So she's the one been chasing him. So I had a little question mark with this one. So so far, she's like a super duper tracker now. Like she's got these skills. I don't know. Yeah, you, I, I'm wondering the same thing because she was just I'm with you on that like one. a day ago. Uh, all right. I mean, it's cool. I guess it you could know, happen, you know, but I mean, all right. I guess when she jumped off that rock into the water and, and chewed some juicy fruit gum now she's a tracker now she's like strider and stuff so. she's yeah. strider. So strider. <laughs> she tells jake that she's had to come after him and tell him that that vernon's whole family was slaughtered by walker's people obviously we know the truth it wasn't walker's people that did right. it but at this point she doesn't and again tries to dissuade him from opening a dialogue with walker again she's afraid for him he's gonna get killed he's gonna get, get slaughtered Jake, Jake, by the way, is like, that doesn't make any sense, which is exactly what all of us said last week. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, that's stupid talk. That doesn't make any sense. And Jake is stubborn. He says that uh, it's now even more important that we, we start the dialogue than if that's the case. Alicia sees that he isn't going to go back or change his mind, so she decides to go with him. Cool, again, aerial shot of the two walking on top of the hill, overlooking uh, what Alicia describes as a, as a gas station. And that's really what Otto said a couple episodes ago, that that's the tribal headquarters. is some glorified gas station slash hotel gift shop type of thing. And that's where all, they're all staying. Jake says it's their tribal headquarters, that their land runs for 10 miles in either, either direction. This is kind of right in the middle of it. They approach the station. They put their hands up and disarm and they're quickly surrounded by walker's you know guards the people who are guarding the place uh walker approaches with a bloody ass long knife and jake says hey we came here to talk walker says he's 200 years too late for peace but just in time for lunch he then drops a severed pig's head from the bloody apron now they cheated a little bit here because i I watched the subtitles just makes it easier Uh and they put like in brackets screaming as the background noise like you thought that people were getting slaughtered but it really was pigs well i heard squealing yeah did you okay because i'm like i, I see I brackets, squealing like, screaming like what's who's screaming i didn't hear okay. i knew it was an animal oh, okay I knew it was all an right. animal but at first i thought are they I heard, yeah, I heard, fighting I heard, something or you, you I, heard yeah, it, right well yeah because at first i thought it's like are they going to show them like dog fighting or something is like this is yeah, really not that's what I thought. <laughs> I, my, my thought my thought was like they're not going to really they're not doing very well at kind of showing us the native american yeah. people and like presenting yeah because they wouldn't do that terrible. that's not a that's yeah. not a regular thing that they so I, was, do. I, was, no. I was glad it was yeah it was just like a pig slaughtering thing or you know whatever for the sake of the meat not like animal right. cruelty, which just seemed really random and strangely racist but like okay <laughs> <laughs> so we fade to the opening again. They didn't use the crazy sound. They just kind of gently faded into it, which has been the trend. And I'm kind of liking that. It works. It worked in this episode as well. In the mess tent area, we see Nick eating back at the ranch. Madison approaches him saying that Alicia didn't come home last night. Nick says, hey, she's a big girl. She's probably with Golden Boy, <laughs> meaning Jake. Madison right. says that Troy is also gone. And it's strange not to see either of them. I don't know why she said that. Like, he was just at the range or something. But either way, she he, she was missing her boy, Troy. Madison asks Nick if he will uh, check in at Jake's place to look for look for Alicia. Nick's like, no. <laughs> and then Jeremiah comes over to the table asking if Madison had seen Alicia as well. And she says no. Otto then says that Jake is AWOL. He took some gear and he's not home. He goes on to say that he knows that Jake and Alicia Alicia have been courting, and it's possible <laughs> they escaped the ranch without anyone noticing. He hesitates. Courting. He says he says they've been courting. Like they've he, been. he's trying to he, fra- he tries to phrase it correctly. Yeah, yeah. 
Nick offers to go look, like go on a scouting mission to find Alicia, but Jeremiah is against the idea, saying it would just like be sending out a sheep to slaughter. I mean, we're not sending you out there unprepared. Uh, but if you want, you can go volunteer and join the militia. Nick is looking for some extra help. So Nick says, okay, sure. So he, he agrees to do that and uh, go get geared up. Inside the reservation, Jake and Walker are chatting about the peace deal. Walker is insistent that there will be no peace until the founders of the ranch are dead. Jake tells him that Russell died in a fire and that Vernon was just slaughtered on the road. Alicia accuses Walker of slaughtering Vernon's family on the road, and Walker seems to not know anything about that because obviously we know he didn't do it. Right. So Walker sums it up. He goes, okay, three down, meaning the one he scalped and the two that just died, and one left, meaning Jeremiah. Jake insists that Jeremiah has not done the tribe any harm, and this seems to agitate Walker even further. Jake refers to some sort of a state police investigation that proved no wrongdoing. Walker just slams the table and says, the days of the white man's courts are over. And Jake again asks for a chance to parlay. Walker seems to calm down a bit. He says, okay, maybe we can negotiate, suggesting they could perhaps come up with a deal. But after the eat. So can I ask, do you guys, do you like uh, the Walker character? In the couple episodes we've seen him in now, yeah, I, I like him. Yeah. He's fine, but the, he he's like a parts of it is the cliche, and other parts, yeah, yeah. That's I kind of ex- like like yeah. The part about him, if he had just been like, which I understood because they, I got the sense that they did do something really horrible, right? I thought that mm-hmm. they murdered somebody, and that's the whole point of what set this off because he always got mad, like like he would always get irritated when anyone would ask questions about well, what started it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I was like, that face he gave was like, well, you, uh, this, your son is not too much not like you, so I, you probably killed somebody. You probably murdered somebody on the, on the land, and you covered it up, right? And the government helped you cover it. You know, they didn't do anything about it when they, when they had something right. about it. That part was great. Like, I understood that. But when they try to make him be like a character, like a character, like like some character in, a, in an old uh, cowboy movie. I think it goes from being a character. If I can jump in, it, it goes yeah. from being a character to a caricature. Exactly. exactly. You know, like he kind of speaks like the mystical Indian, right? You know, the mystical it, wise uh, Indian who knows. Right, I'm sorry, right. Native American. I'm sorry, the mystical wise, wise Native American who knows mm-hmm. everything and it kind of you know wiser than his years and you know no and it's just I, I get what, I totally get what you're saying, man. It's like it keeps going from like tropey to not and then it's kind of annoying in a way. Yeah, this is a guy that fought you in court. Like this is a guy that went to court and fought, you know, about the land and stuff with law he knew the law and stuff. To have him going back and forth with trying to be especially when he talks to Madison and stuff, like he really they write him as trying to be all mystical. And it, it just came off really just ugh. it just, it just it just made me go, I, uh, what are you going for with this? With this uh, conflict with the two cat, with you, with him and, and Madison, like where, where are they going with that? It's why I asked because I agree with you guys. I, I think I think the actor is doing the best job he can with the role. But that's I think, what I was going to say. I thought I the actor is doing a pretty good to... job. Like the actor, yeah, because like no, I, yeah, yeah, because I, because not on him. Yeah, it's not on him at all. I'm not saying that whatsoever. Mm. I'm saying I'm sitting there mm. watching it, thinking, I see what they want to do with this person, and this actor is just being like pulled both directions because there's a there's a nuanced version of his character that I think is really effective as far as having a grudge and trying to express that in some way. But then mm-hmm. yeah, you have these kind of grandiose lines that he reads, and it just it falls flat for me. Like I feel like I should feel some kind of power or intimidation behind it, and it just doesn't ring true because the writing's so weird on him 
and it's a yeah. shame because I think something if I was good if I if the show wanted me to really engage in the autos versus the Walker plot, I, I really would have liked to get a better take on this Walker character so I could right. you know really get into this war more that's supposed to be happening. And instead, well, it, it was too fast. It was too short. Yeah. Like we really didn't get much with him. But I get it. I understand they only had so many episodes to do all this stuff. But if you're going to set this guy up to be this threat and, and have and have this back history, this, this backstory, it, you kind of did it so fast that it just didn't it didn't click as well. And I um, think if you're going to have somebody as like I'm I, I, I'm sorry to, to interrupt, but if you're going to have somebody, um, if you're going to have somebody as like as as multi layered and I don't want to say nuanced so much as but well realized as Jeremiah Otto on one side. Mm-hmm. I think you should have somebody who has a, an equal amount of gravitas on the other to make it like a seeming, you know, like a real threat with stakes, you know, or a threat, that, a seeming threat. You know what I mean? And I don't think the 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 um, the way the Walker character is written that he is as well realized. So we end up having way more information and backstory on the character we're not supposed to be sympathetic for, and then we end up having this kind of half tropey version of a character we are supposed to be a little more sympathetic for. Now, even even with all of that in mind, and I, I'm sorry, Craig, we'll, we'll get back to the plotting, but the... No, um, it's good. I, I think the... If, if For a show that needs to, you know, kind of put all of this story within a couple episodes, what we should be following, obviously, is is um, is the uh, is our, our heroes, right? Nick and Alicia and uh, Madison. And... If the, if I would I would have less to say about Walker and the way they're treating that storyline. If the whole if that if if the the Clark family if they were if I felt for what they're going through if they felt like they're right. the main players here and I really understood what they're doing. But we'll get to what Madison does. But just choices mm-hmm. don't make sense a lot in this episode, which got to me. So. Right. So as they're dealing, uh, and and Walker declares it's time to eat, a woman brings them in the meat, and we see that it's Ophelia. She gives Alicia. A good long look, but doesn't say anything. Let me cut to commercial. So a surprise reveal there. Now this, because so, you called this, or you, you mentioned this a while back that Otto was the one that got Ophelia, and I'm like, hold right. on, wait a minute, what, what's the show trying to pull here? And then we get some explanation, but still, it's like, wait a minute. And I didn't realize that at the time either. I didn't know who that actor. I, I didn't even look at that closely last year, but then it really was him. And, and... Yeah, but because we do this stupid podcast, we we pull well enough. Because... <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. Like, at least the four of us and all the listeners, the wonderful listeners that put up with us, yes, uh, they all hear it and they're like, wait a minute. Wasn't Ophelia just pulled by the auto at some point? What's going on in this situation? What's going on here? So after commercial, Nick approaches the gun range where the militia is shooting some target practice. Uh, They're using rifles and bows and arrows. Nick tells Troy that he's here to sign up. And and Troy's like, hey, do you have your mommy's permission? And Nick scoffs, asking why he cares if she gives permission. Troy then asks Nick, okay, seriously, why do you want to join? And Nick explains that... He's carrying around a big burden. He got Travis killed. I guess he feels responsible for that somehow. And now his sister is missing. He needs an occupation. He needs something to do. Troy at first is a little bit resistant, but then, you know, he kind of took uh, Nick's explanation for what it was, and he gives him a rifle to practice. Alicia and Ophelia are now outside. Alicia wants an explanation of how Ophelia came to be with the Indians. Yeah, sure. Um, how how is he feeling guilty about Travis's death? Well, that's why I said that. I, I said, some, I said somehow, like, I don't know how. Yeah. Yeah, how is he in yeah. any way responsible for that at all? He got hit with, like, a bullet from someone on the ground while he's in a helicopter. You know Maybe because I mean? Luciana Dan- was injured and he was helping Luciana somehow? I mean, I don't know. 
He wasn't even, he wasn't yeah, even in the, the helicopter. I don't know. I don't follow the logic. Like, I could understand yeah, exactly. why Madison felt bad because she kind of got cold towards him, towards, you know, like before he left with his son. But she had a reason to. But I mean, I could see, I could see her feeling a little bad though about it because she, you know, things weren't as great as they could have been before he died. That's it though. Hmm. Like, him being on that helicopter getting shot. That had nothing to do with him. Maybe it's because, no. I think because uh, Nick no. asks, did you come looking for me? And he asked that when he was sitting in the floor of the, the, the basement of that, that uh, you know, the, the torture chamber down there. Maybe he felt responsible because they, they came looking for him because he deserted them. Maybe. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Even that is like yeah. a stretch. No. This is one of, the, one of several motivations I was uh, questioning yeah. as I was watching this. So, Alicia and Ophelia are now outside. Alicia wants an explanation of how Ophelia came to be with the, with the Indian group. Alicia is basically pissed <laughs> that Ophelia left her and the family for dead at the hotel, which she has every right to be. They, she kind of did mm-hmm. and stole the truck. Ophelia alludes to almost being killed on the journey, but doesn't seem to get any sympathy from Alicia on that one. Then Walker and Jake come out and announce that they've reached terms. They have parlayed. <laughs> <laughs> Ophelia was all like, bye, Alicia. And then, they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jake wants to stay and have Alicia return to the camp with one of the Indian scouts to kind of, uh, you know, secure the deal. And, and Alicia's like, what are you talking about? You have to tell your father about this. I'll stay put. I'll stay here. You go back. She finally convinces Jake that that's the right way to go. Back at the ranch, Nick is cutting his uh, his own hair using a knife as Madison watches. She asks if Nick, if she has reason to worry for Nick. Nick just says he'd rather be with the militia when the attack comes than hiding in the rear with the old timers. Madison just says if there's an attack, and Nick uh, then asks Nick if um, you're going to fight back to back with Troy. And Nick replies, "Keep your enemies close, right, Mom?" You know what bothers me about Nick, <laughs> <laughs> like. Because I'm all because like because the because the second season Nick was better right like Nick was like a salt like we like he had that strand interaction which was really working and mm-hmm. this season it just seems like everything he does is like designed to be cool and it never seems cool like exactly it, it feels like they're it trying is. to make him into like a Daryl and they just they're getting, heavily they're getting, they're getting like a what's what's some lame character on the Walking Dead I can't think of right now Tobin. Uh, they're getting Tobin. <laughs> or like Eugene. Even Eugene's funny. Like, he's not even Eugene. He's just like... Okay. Father Gabriel. There we go. They got the Father Gabriel. There we go. Because remember they tried to do that run... Remember when the, the place was on fire and he had to retra- They had him the scene of him running out into the wilderness. Yeah. You know, to, to stop the fire. Right, so the fire in the background and him like right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing that. He's shooting like Rick Grimes all of a sudden. He had that. He had that Rick Grimes look. He did. Had that he little, did that little pointing that he revolver down again. a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. And so it's like, I, like Nick, I'm not feeling Nick yet. Like you keep trying to make me think of Nick as someone important, and he's not yet to me. Like Nick is the troublemaker. Like I always think of Nick is he's the one that causes things to get out of hand. And instead of Nick doing it this time, it was it was his mother. But still, like I don't think of Nick as someone who helps any situation, and he didn't help it here. He doesn't have like, a cause he, he, right now either. Like, where's Luciana? No, like he he's, not, he's not even thinking like, about her. He's right. He's, he's, no he's done. Mentioned. Yeah, she's yesterday's news. She's I want to join the militia. Yeah, now. yeah, she's gone. Yeah, 
they seem like they're having trouble what they want to do with the character this season. I, yeah. I still don't think they I don't think they know what to do with him even. I think they still have the same problem they had in season one. Because they thought, remember if you listen to, if you watch some of the Talking Dead, they kept emphasizing how Nick was the lead character. Like he was the one who would do the, you know, like he was kind of pushing these storylines along. Being and junkie. I kept thinking... Yeah. And I kept sitting there going, are you watching the same show I am? Because I don't <laughs> think the audience feels that Nick is is a favorite. Like, they talked about Nick as if he was a favorite character, like Daryl was somebody like that. And when you hear our, our listeners, when you hear them, they don't talk about Nick like that. Yeah, <laughs> and they talk like... about Strand. They talk of about... Of course. Daniel. Uh, yeah. Daniel. They t- but they but it's like the the showrunners are trying to say that, but they're not I don't think they're sure of how to get him to that point the way they want him to be. Well, and two, it's two to like to be fair to the show, like as opposed to The Walking Dead, where you have a comic book that you can base on. You, mm-hmm. you have Rick's automatically like your lead character because that's just the structure of the story, and people right. can latch on to characters over time, like Carol, obviously, or Daryl, where they, they kind of evolve and people have their fan favorites. This show, it's our, it, you know, it got off on a troubled footing, and, and so you, yeah, the idea is that Nick. Maybe could have, Nick and Madison are supposed to be like sharing the limelight, but I think Strand got in there and they started like, well, people seem to like the Strand guy, so we'll figure something out with him, but they don't really. And then Ruben Blades was like, well, we can try something with him, but then they get rid of him for a long time. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of all over the place. But then at the very end, look at look at who's on the poster for this season. It's Nick, yeah, right? It's Nick, yeah. Like, Nick. Right, with the bloody and face. With the blood. Which he hasn't just, yeah. he's had all year. He hasn't had it all season, so I don't and, get that either. And, and the show, I mean, it's... It's certainly trying to pivot towards him because you have him having this relationship with the other, you know, like the lead quote unquote antagonist of this season so far. And it just doesn't go anywhere. It's just like, all right, he's another quote kind of mentor figure, but Uh. I don't like this guy at all. And Nick doesn't seem to be developing anything that I can care about from it. So it's Mm -hmm. like and then on the other hand, you have Madison, who's, you know, the the co-lead at this point. And I mean, that started interesting, but again, doesn't really go anywhere. (laughs) It's like. So like yeah, at least, think, so at least just to wrap up, at least they have like a stealth like plot with Alicia going on where they're making her kind of interesting by being comparison to everything else that's happening. It's right. just, yeah. Jim, what did you say? Oh, I was just gonna say that I, I Madison is the lead, totally the lead, and Nick is almost like a, a foil or like a, a an obstacle that she has to deal mm-hmm. with. You know what I mean? And and they keep like at the beginning of the season he was kind of still the disaffected Nick and then he you know he wanted to like build rebuild that house that burned you know right. in the episode halfway through and and now this one he wants to join the militia he forgot all about Luciana at first he was kind of championing her but now not. he forgot about everybody he like like he just, these are the people that murdered your entire his town right his group. village yeah that he adopted yeah. Like, it just seems like you know they have this character. They want him, as you guys say, they want him to be the lead. They want him to like you know be leading the way in the story or whatever. But he just ends up being a liability, and he ends up being like like just you know in every direction at once. It just seems like you know, give me three, you know, give me tell me three main characteristics of Nick right now. And that's junkie. He has dirty hair. Right. He has bad hair. <laughs> well, he has he some skills have, though. No, he has some character. He has some zombie skills though. He he can camouflage himself. He developed that whole technique. You know, he he can take yeah, care of himself out there. 
which he hasn't used it all this season. So right. it's just, that's why yeah, it's that's been boring. Because well, they overused it. I think because they, oh, they, maybe they, got, yeah, they, did use they it overused it a right. lot. And yeah. I think they probably thought we maybe we won't do give, that. Give him a break. This. Clean him up a little bit this yeah. year. Yeah. Give him a little just, yeah. It just seems like for being such a central character, they really have no clear idea of what his story arc is supposed to be. I, I don't know why they're afraid of going back to the drug use situation. There's a whole infirmary there that he can drown his sorrows in that his girlfriend yeah. is now gone. And they're afraid to go there again. Like I know it seemed like a reuse, but this is how drug users are. They right. constantly there's a high recidivism rate. You know, you go back to using all very quickly. It doesn't take much. So the leaving of well, his girlfriend is is probably enough. That, yeah, you, you know what? That when you connected that, I'm like that would at least show that it affected him that she left. Right, like that yeah. he's going through this. Like yeah. I don't like being here. Like like mom. Like. They killed our like killed our people. Like I, you know, like I don't like being here. Let me but get I have high. To deal with to, it to feel better. Let me yeah. get high. Yeah. right, right. By her mother doing what she does, which is his. They, they kind of set up that the mother gets cold too, right? She gets through a. She goes through a pattern of just shutting down emotionally, right? <laughs> That's the set off, right? Like it set off his their father to kill himself. Even though he probably had mental issues before, but that'd be the thing. She would cut off emotionally. Nick would run off and get high. The father would get really sad and depressed, and Alicia would just ignore it all and just go to school and try to and right. try to pretend everything was okay. Like everybody has their their roles, you know, like they do when things get really tough. I would have liked to have seen some of that, a little bit more of that with the rest of the with the kids. It's like they're afraid to go there for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, they're afraid they played yeah. out the drug use thing too much. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I just don't. I, either way, it could have added a little more depth to his character. I agree with that. So uh, after commercial, Jake is returning to camp, and of course, Madison just happens to be right there at the main gate when when he's right when he's approaching the the the, uh, the entrance. There, she runs to him. She's surprised to see that Ophelia is his escort. But doesn't waste any time grabbing Jake by the collar, saying, where is she? Where's Alicia? And Jake explains the hostage swap situation that it's Indian custom and all this other thing. Madison is none too pleased and turns to Ophelia and asks, okay, what about you? How long have you been there at Walker's place? And she yeah. says, long enough to know that his word is good and Alicia will be safe. Hmm. Yeah, Madison got really, really out of control quickly. Where is she? Where is she? Yeah. Back, back at Walker's reservation, uh, <laughs> <God>. Walker's. <laughs> so you want to jump in there? I'm sorry. No, I was just reacting to your impressions. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Something's like he me, had man. the blonde wig on. He got the blonde wig on. He's sitting there yelling at the mic Where right you? now. Where is James? <laughs> well, she does a good one at the end when she beats the hell out of Ophelia, right? What did she, oh, what man. did you do? Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. Back at Walker's reservation, uh, he's explained to Alicia. Uh, while she's there, she's going to have to contribute. She's not a prisoner, but, you know, she has to... Well, she's kind of a prisoner, but she has to contribute while she's there. He right. explains that that they are the descendants of the pony warriors, but nowadays they use jeeps instead of ponies, and soon they will have a glorified air force. And we see two of the tribesmen who are ex-army mechanics or something working on the downed helicopter. So we see the helicopter. It's now fully intact. looks pretty much repaired. Walker tells the tale of how they ambushed and took down the chopper, and Alicia says... Yeah, I, I know. I kind of I was on it when you shot it down, and she sees the bullet-ridden door, and we kind of think that she's thinking of Travis, which she basically is. Walker yeah, so asks, was my dad, you big. She douche. said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Guys, yeah, pull the hole right there. That was my dad. You <laughs> Walker asks if she hates him, and she's like, "Yeah, I, I do hate you." Walker says, "Well, that hate times a thousand is what I feel towards the autos." But Alicia's like, "You're just a hypocrite. You're just playing this Native American victim role. You don't understand how I really feel." Which I thought was kind of cool. She kind of calls him out, like it's, saying, it's saying he is kind of a phony. You know, it's a good scene. Yeah, it's a good scene. But then in my mind, I keep thinking, though, but you also know that the people you're defending killed a whole race of people. Yeah, it's it's short sighted, but it's a good it's a good scene. It's a, it's a good scene. I mean, you, I I could, mean, you could call I could call this whole season finale. Don't white people suck because of all the things that are going on here. But yeah, but, but I yeah. that too. It was a little heavy handed with the oh, look how bad these white people are. I know. Look how yeah, cool all yeah. these Indian people are, or these Native American people are, you know. Yeah, it was. It was, and we knew it was coming. I mean, that, like that, that the way that they were doing, they were, they were um, setting right. up the symbolism of it. We knew it was coming. Right. Murdering all the, all the, uh, the Mexican people, uh, mm. torturing. Only saving the white people. Right. There, the, the, right? The, the white the white people on the reservation totally overlooking all the crazy dumb shit that Jeremiah's yeah. son did at the other camp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like experimenting on Mexicans and stuff. It's, it's just a little little much. A little much. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get what they're going for. Yeah. So at Jeremiah's house, Jake is trying to pitch the deal that the Indians desperately need water. Jeremiah is set against it for every reason. Uh, you know, he says the wells that we have won't sustain both groups. Plus, Walker won't stop once he gets the bottle of water that he wants to get. Mm. You know, Jake wants to give them. Madison storms in, pissed at again. Jake again. Just just busts into about <laughs> into the headquarters yeah. here, pissed at Jake right. for leaving Alicia behind. Once again, he and Papa Otto say that that look, Alicia volunteered and she's an adult. And Madison's like, she's not an adult. She's eighteen. And Otto's like, well, you know, last time I checked, eighteen was an adult. But okay, Madison continues to whine. And Jake shuts her and down. And it's her fault. Oh, and yeah. it's her fault. Oh, yeah. And Jake shuts her down, saying, you're an outsider. You don't have a say here. Like he, He's the only one that stands up to Madison is Jake. Jake yeah. leaves. Madison wants to know what Jeremiah is going to do. He says, look, we'll let Jake you know, try to placate them, see if this works for a while, uh, but that he hates Walker. He said, I would not piss in his mouth if he was dying of thirst. That's what Jeremiah said. Uh, he also said that we'll let him give it a shot, and, but the deal is doomed from the beginning. Or he said the the deal is snake bit. I think is the, the term he used. Like he knew this deal wouldn't work. Oh yeah. Alicia's exploring the old Indian gift shop with Walker. She's impressed with a skeleton behind some glass, but Walker says it's fake. It's just made out of paper mache. It's for the tourists. He then dusted off a wooden box and showed her a real skull, and this one was from his great grandfather. Alicia then begins to question the afterlife, which I thought was kind of odd. Again, I guess maybe she senses this mystical thing with him, and she wants to get spiritual with him. I don't know. Yeah, that's what it was like. I need to turn. It was funny how this whole thing was, I need to turn her back to our cause. Like, she was was on one side. She she goes back and forth all through the the episode, the both episodes. Like, she's on one side, and and she's angry when they come to get... Like, it's, it's very... She's very... As a teenager, I'm, I under I get it, but I mean, mm-hmm. she does, like she's not been out in the world uh, enough to really get all this stuff. But it's just funny how she is the one that's caught in the middle of of uh, stuff, and she just reacts. You know, mom, why did you do that? I know. And the next thing you know, she's yelling at him. You killed my dad. <laughs> and the next, 
Like it's a back and forth thing with her that's just funny. You know, and I, but I, on the other hand, I, I agree with you, and I can see how Walker has a gravity about him or has a gravitas, and how he's he's larger than life to maybe some of these women, these impressionable young women. Mm-hmm. I can see how he'd have an effect on Alicia and have an effect. Yeah, to on... be a leader, you need to. I mean, I get it. To be a leader, you have to kind of inspire them and kind of you kind of have to be a little bit more uh, more than human you know like right. so they can depend on you they can trust you and and even though they're under under gun you know they don't have as much weapons as, as, as the other group <clears throat> he does inspire them to do you know to keep fighting and stuff so i get it i get that right but it just was a little bit you know it yeah. just they just went a little bit too mystical with some of the conversations with well, him. He even says he she says, seems yeah. very. She seems um, I say, She seems as a character seems very reactive to like everything around her. Like, yes. I yes. mean, first she went on the you know the the Bible study went along with that. Now she's with you know with the the uh, Native American group and she's going along with that. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's like she's kind of like. I don't know, like kind of lost since Travis is gone. Kind of. Well, she's our college away. student. You know, she's our right. first year college student. She's young you know, and impressionable. Everything. <laughs> yeah, everything is like you, you get it. She's everything, that girl. Yeah, you learn something. It's like I don't eat meat now. It's like you like you like you, you read something. It's like now I don't eat any meat. I don't wear fur. I, I, I don't even want to wear rubber shoes. Nothing, nothing. It's all wrong. It's, like, it's just. You know, it's like that. She gives off that vibe of being, you know, overdoing it, and then you have to learn a little bit more as you go, as you grow up. So Alicia talks about the afterlife, and Walker shows her some cave drawings and skins that prove that their tribe, well, proves in his mind, their tribe will be successful at destroying the impure that currently inhabit their land during this time of apocalypse. And he goes on to explain, again, hence the title of the episode, that apocalypse means a great unveiling. I didn't look that up or anything. Is it? Po- I mean, it's probably in that definition. I don't know. I didn't verify. I didn't fact check that one. I Me, mean, I didn't either. Yeah. Anybody? Fact checker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, am I the fact checker this week? I didn't, I didn't get the memo. I, I didn't get the check. I had to, either, to so do no notes for two episodes. I had to draw the line somewhere. Are, I mean, yeah. are you holding the buck, Jim? Because I, I, I sure did pass it. Anybody that carries it, it's on you. <laughs> we, can, we can keep moving. We, we got a lot of show to cover. <laughs> yeah. So back at the ranch, it's time for Madison to call in her markers with Troy. She tells him to form a team, Nick and her, of course, included, to go and rescue Alicia from Walker, that she won't make it out of there alive if they don't. Troy ties, tries to deflect, saying, well, you know, let's give this deal a chance. Uh, this girl, Ophelia, you know, maybe she could be swayed to our side of the conflict. But Madison says that she's Ophelia is really for herself nowadays. Uh, she knows that Walker is strong and will win the battle, meaning that Ophelia believes that. Madison gets in Troy's face and tries to make him think about if he were running things. Say, hey, man, if you were running things, would you let this deal go down? Would you really give this deal a shot? And he and she also threw in the little kicker that, hey, you owe me. I could have squealed and let the whole town know about your murdery, murdery ways. So we cut to commercial. Down in Otto's bunker, Ophelia is being kept there alone. Jeremiah approaches her and says he's glad that Walker found her and that she's not dead. So again, we still don't know what happened after he held her at gunpoint yet, but it's pretty interesting. She said that he left her for dead. I guess, well, that's what she said. Jeremiah essentially says to let bygones be bygones. Let's not mix old business with new. You know, let's try to give this deal a chance and, uh, you know, they all need to try to make it work. 
Ophelia's a little bit bitter at first, but then she kind of agrees. Says, okay, yeah, you're right. We'll, we'll do that. And I wrote in parentheses, now I really want to know what happened when Otto captured her. Like, I really, right. at that point, I wanted to know. But we'll find out next episode. Alicia is back at Walker's uh, ranch, or Walker's reservation, is out feeding the pigs when she, it's nighttime, and she is grabbed from behind by Troy. He says that he's rescuing her, but she's fighting him, saying that you're just going to get everyone killed here. She didn't want to go at this point. She's already being like, she wants to be there with Walker almost. Like, she doesn't want to have any more bloodshed. Um, and, and they're also holding one of the Indian sentry guards um, hostage. She doesn't want them to harm him. Troy doesn't seem to care one way or the other. The guard nope. breaks free, makes a run for it. Troy tackles him and just stabs him to death. Then the whole plan goes to hell. Madison oh, yeah. and Nick are there. They're watching, but they're kind of away. They're watching like from a hill with uh, night vision binoculars. Nick sees that the group is going to be in trouble when they make a, when they kind of turn the corner there. So he runs down to try to save the day and tells Madison to bring the truck to the gate. Nick takes down one of the uh, Indians that was going to be trouble, tries to protect the group. The, the guard almost gets the upper hand on Nick and is about to kill him when Troy actually saves him and shoots the guy dead. Troy then pulls Nick to safety. Nick. What's that? Action Nick. Action Nick is right. Troy then pulls Nick to safety. Madison loads up the truck and they drive off into the night back to the ranch. When they arrive at the ranch, Jake is beyond pissed, as is Jeremiah, uh, that they went against, went against their wishes, that they killed more of Walker's people. I guess Troy said, yeah, we killed about four or five. <laughs> the deal is done. Madison says um, that she made the call. Jake's like, you don't get to make calls. Again, he's shutting Madison down, which I love that. Madison is back in insane mode, saying that, you know, you're just being played by Walker, and, and, and the only thing at stake here was Alicia's life, and she was going to be killed over there, and he wouldn't play, he wouldn't uh, make good with this deal. Jeremiah gets in Madison's grill a little and says, you know, those who don't listen will have to be brought to heel one day. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see him try that with Madison. Uh, he, mm. Yeah, it d- didn't work out too that good. That ain't gonna fly. <laughs> so the next day, Jake plus, is loading up. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you know, she, you're saying about uh, how she says how Walker's playing him or whatever. I mean, she's playing them. Yeah. Still, you know, I mean, we were talking about this in, in the podcast before. How she like she gets gets Troy to do that little covert, you know, team to try to get Alicia out of there, you know, against Jeremiah's wishes and everyone else, you know. I mean, that's another thing. I'm just like, why? Why would she bother to do that if, you know, they're trying to make this deal? You know what I mean? She's just, like season two. She's like season two it didn't, Madison. It just seemed like too impulsive, you know? It didn't yeah. seem like a smart move that the Madison we've seen so far this season would make. It seemed like more impulsive, like she would have made maybe earlier. This is panicking uh, Madison that we saw on the Yeah. Planet. This is the and Madison that, that turned the lights on in the resort, right? That That's the Madison yeah. we're seeing right yeah. now. Yeah, that's exactly and, what and we're it, seeing. It was sad because this season I really have been enjoying more of the stronger Madison and the better... She's being the, the pra- pragmatic she's, Madison that makes yeah. the right decisions. Yeah. A little more three-dimensional. Madison, yeah. and now we're going back to the one who's making these like impulsive decisions, and right. it didn't sit right with me with the character progression we've seen so far this season. Now, I wanted to say, yeah, come on, come on, Troy, let's go, let's go kill a bunch of Indians to save my daughter. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go right? That's basically what she was saying. Like, let's, let's do it, let's do it. Let's come go. on, yeah, come on. My, my daughter's first. Yeah. The next day, uh, Jake is loading up the truck with the water to still try to salvage this deal, and uh, he's also going to bring Ophelia back. Jake is amazed that he let Madison convince Troy to pull off the raid in the first place. Troy is like, 
Aren't you happy I brought back your girlfriend? <laughs> Jake doesn't seem to care. All he wants to do is make this deal work. It's all he wants. When they say goodbye, Troy's like, you know, man, I don't think I'm going to see you ever again. And Jake's like, well, how does that sit with you? There's no love lost between, between these two brothers, that's, that's for sure. Uh-huh. On the way out, Ophelia warns Alicia that it isn't safe at the ranch and offers her a chance to return to Walker with her. Saying, hey, as a friend, you know, yeah, I did kind of do you wrong at the hotel, so let me give you a little piece of advice. You're not safe here. How about you come with me? You'll be protected. You'll be better off. Alicia, of course, declines, saying that she has to stay with her family. Makes sense. Jake takes the truck right to Walker's front door, basically. Surprise, surprise. He is dragged out and beaten by the guards. I mean, we knew that was going to happen. Then Walker appears and tries to tell, and tells the guards to sit him up. He then takes out his long knife and tells him that Junior Otto, uh, that he has broken the parlay and he will now pay. Walker then begins to basically scalp Jake. You see him cut the whole yeah, front he, of his he, forehead. He, like, at first, he just puts the knife up to his head. like, oh, that's, that sucks. Then he starts cutting. He's like, oh, boy, he's going to scalp this guy on air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought so, too. Because he had a close shot. It was, it was right there. I thought it was going to happen. Yeah, they, they went close. Yeah. And even as he's getting cut, Jake's still trying to say there can be peace. There can be peace. He's trying to salvage the deal, which is just... I don't know. Just as he don't want to be scalped. He's gonna say what he's gonna say. What he yeah, eats. man. He's gonna get that axe off his head, right? Mm. Well, I think it was more about like the deal and then his own life at that point too. Like he's still trying to broker peace. He doesn't want there to be any war between the the two factions. Yeah. That's kind of how I took yeah. it. But it, well, I, yeah, I think it's both. I mean, okay. one thing he's getting scalped. Also, yeah, the the character is taken to such an extreme where even in this kind of intense duress, he's got the way he argues his way out of yeah. it is by is by hopefully negotiating this peace that he's so bad. Oh yeah. Wants. Even if he died, I mean, I think even if he died or he had a wound that killed him, he'd still be talking about to keep the peace. (laughs) So Walker puts away the knife and tells Jake to return home and deliver a message. Now, this is after Ophelia kind of stops him because Walker's about to kill him at this point. But Ophelia says, hey, whatever his name was, Atawaka, whatever whatever his name was, his Indian name, she kind of calls him out and Walker says, he kind of looks at Ophelia, then he stops. So, okay, I'll, I'll let you return home and deliver a message, but don't worry, because before long, I'm going to finish the scalping, and your father's going to be made to watch, and then I'll burn him alive. <laughs> After commercial, we see a dirt bike with a rider holding up a white flag approaching the ranch main gate. He dumps Ophelia, who is on the back of the bike, and then rides away. At this point, I still don't understand where Jake was, but either way, she, she's been beaten up a little and ends up talking with Madison and the autos. Ophelia said, now at this point, Jake was already back there, so I don't know how he got back. Did he drive back? We don't see that, but he's he's back home with, with a cut on his head. And he just yeah, someone, it. you got a ride back, I guess. It's one of those convenient <laughs> rides back from the Walker place. <laughs> so Ophelia said that uh, Walker believed that she gave Otto information, information that aided them in Troy's raid of the reservation, so he's basically banished Ophelia. Um, she's sad, kind of glares at Otto, saying that she's now lost the people and her home, and you know she's trying to get, kind of get a little sympathy from them. Um, they're the ones that took her in after other others left her dead for the, in the desert. Jeremiah adjourns the meeting, telling Madison on the way out that she's in charge of Ophelia while she stays at the ranch. On the way back, Ophelia asks if she's a prisoner. Madison says, "Well, you know, everyone's kind of a prisoner one time or another." Ophelia mm. says, I can help out in the kitchen if you want. I did that at the at the Blackfoot uh, Ranch. Um, and that's what she did at the reservation. Mm. And Madison thinks oh, it's a, she it's a grand... Oh, she helps out all right. <laughs> oh, boy. And Madison thinks that that's a grand idea. Coffee. Put her in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. You put the prisons in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah that's you good. You have them cook the food. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's great. Oh yeah, they can use the help. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So in the militia tent, the group led by Troy's, but it's, it's nighttime now. They're preparing for an imminent attack. They're chowing down on some food, some food, drinking some coffee. Mm-hmm. Although some of them want to go attack the reservation now. Nick wants to know what the plan is, and Troy lays it out saying, well, there's two roads leading here. We're going to patrol both of them with two trucks. If we get stuck, we leave one guy behind, and he's a suicide note. And Nick's like, what does that mean? He goes, well, I just, you basically left for dead. Troy, Nick's like, and Troy's like, yeah. Nick's like, okay, I'll do that. I'll, I'll be the suicide note. And uh, Troy's like, are you okay, man? Are you feeling a little blue? He says, no, it's okay. I'm just suicide proof. <laughs> Which he kind of is, right? I mean, we've seen yeah, we've seen that with with Nick. He is suicide proof. He, he walks through fire. I know. So uh, Troy says, "That's okay, Nick. You can you can go kamikaze another day. Uh, you're gonna stay behind the fence this time." Okay. In Madison's apartment, Alicia is sharpening her knife, and then asks Madison if what they did is worse than what Walker's group did to them. Madison says, I guess meaning the attack on the on the uh, on the compound. Madison says Walker's group was worse. She kind of described what they did to Phil, leaving him scalped and his skull cut open on the, on the hill there uh, while he was still alive. Um, also, he questioned about Trimble's family, the, the Vernon's family. Madison's like, yeah, that was bad too. Meanwhile, she knows it wasn't Walker. Alicia then questions though if Walker's group was responsible for that. Madison doesn't answer and just climbs into bed. So she just dodges the question. Yep. On the fence, we see three militia guys waiting for signs of an attack. One of them with night vision goggles. One of the guys starts getting violently ill, as do the others. They all start just yeah. projectile vomiting at the same point. Um, they're screaming. They're making a lot of noise. They're vomiting. Um, and we kind of see as Madison is roused from bed, she runs out of the apartment, but the camera stays on Ophelia for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. So, like, letting us know that she did it. Oh, we need his little dun 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 that's all exactly. it's like you see her in the left part of the screen like okay yeah oh she's just a little stinker <laughs> that Ophelia so all hell breaks loose at the ranch after commercial all the militia men who ate from that tent have suddenly projectile vomited died and now they're all walkers most of them anyway they're attacking people inside the gates it's chaos Nick saves one of his fellow militia guys from being eaten and then Madison gets some nice headshots. Of course, they threw this in, like her just doing yeah, this like, gotta, like tactical yeah. move. You see her, yeah, yeah. Right. boom, boom, takes a couple out, like, like one shot, one kill. Madison over here. Alicia has a couple of cool shots where she whips the knife around and takes out some walkers. You know, like, just gratuitous. They threw it in there. Our heroes have to have some kills, right? Mm-hmm. They all reunite in the field, Nick included, and see Ophelia at the doorway to the apartment. Nick's like, hey, Ophelia, come here. Come. Join us. We're in the middle. We're safe here. Nick, but then Ophelia kind of just like walks away slowly and then starts to run away. Uh-huh. And then Nick yeah. puts it together that, oh my God, she's responsible for this. Well, first they looked at the wall and the calendars and they and they, they were putting all the names together and then Kaiser <laughs> Sosik started uh, limping yeah. away. And then... they started, you, heard, you started hearing repeated dialogue over and over yeah. again. Yeah. There was so, a montage of four images in circles swirling around. Right. I could work the kitchen. Just <laughs> okay. Terry came out from the back and dropped the coffee cup. You know. At the bottom of the coffee cup, it said Chupacabra. <laughs> That's what Madison said. It was you. Guys, oh, I'm so sick. So then Nick starts to retch as well. He starts to fall ill. Nick was dead the whole time. Okay. Was, <laughs> yeah. 
Spoilers. So Alicia sells, stays put to try to take care of Nick as he's in pain, and Madison goes running after Ophelia into the night. And that's the end. Chasing her. It's kind of cool how the credits are going up, though. That was pretty. That I mean, was all going on. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Like you didn't that's want it to end cool. at that point. You wanted to see Madison no. catch up to her ass, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I saw the credits. I was like, get these credits out of the way. I'm trying to watch a show. <laughs> like, like this is the one that should have been an hour and ten minutes, not the next one, right? They should have extended this one a little bit. It could have just, yeah, yeah. It's all right. It, it keeps the hook. You, gives the hook. Do you think at any point they ever? Uh, plan to show this as one episode on its own, and that would have been the end of it. I'm sure in the writing stages, probably. <laughs> I yeah, guess so I guess so. But hold on, yeah. seriously though, do you think when they're writing it, they they say, "Oh, AMC is going to sandwich these two together"? Like they don't know that when they're writing. No, them, right? I don't think they no, knew because, that. Just look at the episode. It's not like it was one long episode. It's two full. Right, episodes. It's two full episodes. Like, right. right. Yeah, it comes, I mean, the writer room. The you know they break it up into chunks and they make their episodes. They do as they do. Scheduling comes next. Yeah, right. Not, yeah. After it's yeah. all done, pretty much. It just seemed like, like an odd story beat to end an episode on. That's all. It was a good hook. I mean, if, if that was the end of this week, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see so next week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd be a good way to get get people back. I mean, it's like, oh my god, what's going to happen next? Like that was a pretty cool way to end it. I thought, but. Right. So uh, we end that episode. We begin Children of Wrath. And again, as I mentioned before, this episode was directed by uh, Andrew Bernstein, written by Jamie O'Brien. We open to the desert, and it's again a great drone shot. We see where we took a time jump. This is where we left Ophelia. She's on a road. She's walking with a jug of water. It's exactly where we left her in season two. Um, she finds an opening in the fence. She goes through the fence. We see that she's being shot at. She runs for cover under a tree. She takes out her knife and is suddenly approached by Jeremiah Otto, we see, carrying a rifle. He takes her knife from her and says, Buenos dias, senorita. Welcome to America. And now we kind of see what happens after that. So he takes her to his pickup truck and asks in Spanish where she's going. She replies in English that she is looking for her fiancé in Santa Fe. Otto's kind of surprised. He says, you're, you're an American? And Ophelia's like, yeah. And Otto gives her a drink from his uh, canteen. Just, you know, not all of it, but a nice little swig. He then proceeds to tell her to travel by night, find some shade, she asks for a ride, and, and she's like, well, you know, I'm kind of not going your way. I'm going back to my ranch, and you, your kind wouldn't be welcome there. And she's like, what do you mean my kind? And he's like, yeah, you know, brown people. This racist area that I don't like, it, it, it's so hidden. I forget there. Like, it's, are they racist? Are they they aren't, then they are, and they seem to not be. But... Well, they show them as being blatantly racist. Like, the one yeah. son had pretty much a concentration camp for brown people. Yeah, and, they uh, did. And then they, move, and then they move away from it. Yeah. And then they dive right back in. Yes, they're, they're freaking, you it's know, they're very... It's just so in and out. It's just so in and out. Well, wait, just... I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand why we're... I don't know. Well, I think it's like the drug use I mentioned before. They're afraid to go down that road. I think they're afraid to just jump in. They're afraid to lean into that, you know, and say, okay. Right, because, because even the girlfriend, I mean, Nick's girlfriend still was able to, to kind of be around there. It wasn't like they ran out and was like, you know, she can't be here. You got to kill her or something. Right, they didn't, nobody said anything to her, but oh, she felt Nobody's... it, though. She felt it, though. You know what I mean? Like, she felt something, but I mean. Well, I felt it, too, being in the wrong part of town a couple of times. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> it's one thing to to feel it like you're not wanted, and another thing to. We will round you up, and we will kill you. You or, brown, or you brown people, you. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a, like it's like pick a side, make a decision, and then make it consistent. Because Otto 
his it's funny he comes off as the level-headed one but then he jumps right like and then in other scenes he just jumps into you people like yeah, I, I don't know. It's so just weird. Ophelia spit <laughs> spit some of the water that was in her mouth out, kind of at him. He just mm-hmm. smiles and wishes her luck, and just just drives away. And he peels away, and that that truck just goes right in front of her. We can see she's not doing well in the desert after some time. She's suffering I, from. Uh, you want to say something, Aaron? I just wanted to add bad start to this episode. Like I was like, yes. okay, let's see yes. where this goes. As far as hey, we'll find out what happened to this character that we knew was, mm-hmm. and then it's like. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I. Yep. I don't need this. Because <laughs> I, I kind of thought that Otto took her prisoner or something. Like that's kind of yeah, what I, I was thinking, right? Something happened between right. the two of them, and that's exactly what I thought. Some secret like, dungeon did, on the compound he somewhere. Did something yeah. terrible to her. Like yeah. You know, like I wouldn't necessarily be like that's better, but at the same time, I may have appreciated a, t- a consistency in the Otto family as far as taking prisoners and mm-hmm. and doing zombie experiments on them, as opposed to let's just make this character super racist to remind you. Like and, okay, right. how is he out there? By, on the border by himself yeah, that's anyway. What, like, what, like, what, what, what is he shooting at? The, the, the off chance that someone comes sense. through the border? Like, I don't get it. What is he? What is he looking for? I didn't get it either. I was like, what? Like, did he track her? Did he? Like, what is the purpose of him going the, out there? There's the nothing place? in the desert for him to hunt. There's not. I mean, there's no food right. there. We're gonna cut some why cactuses down. Why bring her? Right. He has, he, has, why? he has one son who's hunting like like giant gaggles of people coming across mm-hmm. the border, and then like I was like, I'm gonna go drive out to the sand. Like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And and why even bring her back to the car if you if you know you're not going to help her then why even, and you're that racist why so, even bring her back to the car? So what if she wasn't American? Like what if you determined yeah. that, her, that her nationality was Mexican? What if she didn't speak uh, English? Like what 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 then? What would have happened then? Well, well I suppose she's in the face. It's a jerk. Uh, I don't know. It's so, so weird. Just, it just I mean we I don't know they they you know they show us this horribly racist family. And then they try to play off it. Oh, but the one son is a good guy, and the other son's a bad guy. You know that whole trope type thing. But no, you're just as racist because you're complicit in the racism, you dumb people. You yeah. Know? And I'm just like, why am I supposed to care about any of these people? They're a bunch of racist jerks. You know, you know? they and are. Then, they're sitcom racists. And then on the other the hand, we have yeah, and exactly. And then like there, on the other hand, we have Tropy Walker and and yeah. Tropy Walker, um, Native American Ranger. You know, on the other yeah. side, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. There's that racism where right. it's like, I, I, you know, like it's the best friend of somebody of of, of Mr. Drummond from the from uh, different strokes, <laughs> and all of a sudden he goes, <laughs> "You people!" Like all of a right. sudden he goes. I have nothing against you people. You people. And then it, the credits roll. It's like, whoa, whoa, what's that? You can't be that racist. Get out of here. Stop it. You can't be around my boys. Exactly. It's like it's just it just came off very, very generic. Oh, Mr. Drummond. So we can but, see yeah. that <laughs> we can see that Ophelia is not doing so well. She's quickly suffering from dehydration, classic uh, being in the desert type of situation, sunburn, dehydration. She starts having visions of her father coaching her and how to stay alive. Like she says she wants mm-hmm. to sleep, but uh, Daniel, the vision of Daniel is trying to keep her up and she wants to take off her clothes and he's like no, the clothes protect you, leave them on and you know he's 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 he's, try- he's kind of a uh, the 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 survival instinct of her is, is is embodied by her father. You must go to Dagobah. Yes, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so she ultimately does pass out from the heat and dehydration. Um, 
someone on horseback, not Han Solo with the Tauntaun, however, right. but someone on horseback, which we come to see as Walker, does rescue her, gives her some water, puts her on the top of his horse, and covers her with a blanket to protect her from the sun. Mm-hmm. He then takes the horse and her back to the, the reservation. Uh, she is severely sunburned, but Walker cares for her. She get, gets her into a bathtub, cool her down, gives her some food, introduces herself as, oh, Kualetka, I think his name, Kualetka, mm-hmm. I don't know, I wrote it down. Um, she says her name well, let's, is, yeah. Well, let's be honest, she's fine, okay? Ophir is very, very attractive. There's a reason why he saved her. Like it, it, it wasn't well, that. Well, he says it was his horse, but it wasn't his horse, right? It was, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. He, he, there, there is something behind that. The way, even the way he treats her, like at, you know, in the hotel, it's, it's, it's the reason behind it. So she says her name is Ophelia. He then tells her to get some rest and leaves her in the room alone. So really, she, he saved her from from a certain. Oh yeah. Death. I mean, it was right there. Oh yeah. We cut to the present. And Madison is now chasing Ophelia right where we left off last episode, leaving behind the chaos of the camp. You can see it in the background. Ophelia makes it to the red pickup. She finds the keys. is about to go. Madison just smashes the window, drags her ass to the, ass to the ground, and starts to beat her mm-hmm. down. And you get that overhead shot. What did you do? What did you do? She's <laughs> <laughs> throwing the punches on her. And we fade to the opening, um, opening credits as well. And, and it was kind of a... I want to say a dramatic theme. This 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 episode very cinematic, dramatic. I mean, it was like you know, you knew it was a season finale, the mid season finale right. at this point. You know, it's now the morning. Troy and Militia are gathering up the dead and loading them into the pickup truck. Uh, they have a makeshift infirmary actually set up outside the normal infirmary for all of the wounded people. There's a lot of people who got hurt in this attack. Jake and Alicia are working together to tend to the hurt people inside the tent. Jeremiah walks in and scopes out the carnage. One of the patients has turned and is handcuffed to the bed. And I guess Alicia and Jake are too too busy to dispose of him. So Jeremiah takes out his pistol and just basically shoots the guy in the head. Madison is tending to Nick, who's also on a bed. He's also sick from the poison. Madison says that Ophelia put some kind of powder in the coffee, but she doesn't know what it was. Nick uh, has a bad fever. Alicia proclaims that her bruises uh, and her being banished from the tribe are all bull. That was Alicia's contribution. Well, no kidding, Alicia. Yeah. It's all bullshit. It's all, it's all... <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Boy, you're a smart one, you she are. She had to throw that one out there. Yeah, she came back, but it's all bullshit. Jake says they have antibiotics, uh, but without knowing what the poison is, they're not sure if it's going to be effective or not. Madison says, well, just give them the antibiotics, keep them alive. Thanks, Madison. Next shot, Ophelia is driving a truck. I just hold on. I yeah. just wanted to say I'm watching the All Star Legends and Celebrities softball game right now, and Michael Cudlitz is playing. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. How's he doing? He's, oh. he's uh, he just uh, he's on he's on first. He just had a, got a base hit. Nice. He's on second. He's on second now. Never mind. Is he using <laughs> Lucille as his bat, or what is he? Uh, what is he hitting with there? Oh, I wish he was. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh, Even if he like drew it on there like, with, with a black marker, just drew like the uh, the, the barbed wire. Yeah. That would be pretty cool, right? I did it. I'd have made him do that. <laughs> do you keep the, does he have the sideburns still? I um, mean, he's got a hat on. I can't tell, but oh, uh, he's got man. he's got the beard going. That's for sure. That's awesome. So next shot, we see Ophelia driving a truck. Madison's next to her, pointing a Beretta to her head. Ophelia tries to explain that the the powder she thought was not supposed to kill them, but just kind of render them very sick, where they <laughs> wouldn't they wouldn't be useful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that she was trying to prevent more bloodshed. That would allow the, the Walker's group to come in, take the camp without any bloodshed. 
Madison says that Ophelia has set the world record for Stockholm Syndrome. That was a good line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says that Nick may die. and that, Don't you remember Nick? You used to be friends with him. She's trying to like shake her up a little bit. And she asks if she cares. Like, Do you even care? Madison says that we, we treated you like family. We brought you into our family. Ophelia says, the nation is my family now. <laughs> the, That's right. In the Indian nation. They arrive at the gas station. Madison takes the keys out, but keeps the gun pointed at Ophelia's head. She demands to talk to Walker. The guards are like, he's in the diner. They walk into the diner. She's still holding Ophelia hostage and demands to know what the poison was used on her son and the others. Walker says that, you know, Madison Clark, I told you. I told you you bought into a lost cause. You didn't heed my warning. And the autos broke the deal, that they broke the parlay. Madison tells them that she doesn't care about what the autos did and what you did in your family feud. We don't, I don't care about that. And I was the one. She says, I was the one that broke the parlay by coming here to save my daughter's life. I was just trying to protect my family. Walker motions for the guards to drop their rifles. So they all kind of calm down. He gets up, and he says he respects her. He tells the tribesmen that Madison Clark is more of a man than any of the autos. <laughs> he says that the poison he used is actually anthrax. That they harvested it off the hides of the animals. This was a really weird line that she had, though. She was like, uh, he's like, are you ready to die today or something? And then she's like, I would gladly die if it means I can save my son. Now, what was the poison, you know? To which I'm thinking, that makes no sense. Because if you die, then no one is going to be saved. She said, too, and that I'll take you out, too. Like She was kind of like saying, if I die, you die. But the but the gun was pointed at, at Ophelia. So I didn't get that either. You're right. It was weird. Yeah. It, 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 just, it, it just didn't. It seemed unwieldy. It didn't seem like it didn't seem like I seen. It seemed clunky to me, that scene. So Walker then decrees that she's free to leave. Let her go. She's cool. She's just, just, you know, whatever. But warns her once again that she should take her family and leave. Madison says that there's been too much blood spilled and they're done running. Oh boy. Okay, Rick. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. She's trying to she's trying to channel that somehow, right? Yeah, we're done. Uh, sound very familiar. Somewhere, it does. <laughs> somewhere on the coast, we see Strand has made a backpack for himself and is using a wooden spear. So he's he's obviously made it on foot from the hotel to wherever yeah. he is now. He's checking out an abandoned home for supplies. He opens the fridge. He finds that all the food has gone rotten. He goes, whoa, smells in there. He closes the fridge. He looks out the window, and he sees on the water. We don't see what it is, but he says, hello, angel. Mm-hmm. And then the camera turns, and we see that it's the Abigail parked right in the water outside, although it looks kind of like yep. half half sunken, but it is there. Yeah, seeing it for one thing, I was like, "Well, what's he even going to do with this thing?" Yeah, like, it's, exactly. just, it's beached, like, it's done, right? The thing is toast. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, the, the initial reaction now is like, "They got the gun. They got the stupid boat back here." <laughs> yeah. So he runs on the beach. He loses his backpack. He just, just goes for a swim. He makes it to the boat. He's, he, he has to check it out. There are some walkers just kind of walking around in the middle of the living room area. He grabs a harpoon from a yellow bag, takes out one of the zombies quick. He then puts another one down with a knife, and then he shoots four others with a, with a gun he had on him. That's it. <laughs> Back to the yeah, infirmary. It's, it's yeah. like a fun little... I mean, for some strand acts, it's a fun little scene. There's like one zombie that sneaks up behind him, and he's like, oh, and he like gets him in real quick and stuff. It's, it's it was cool. Fine. It was him versus yeah. like six zombies. It was good. It was it was nice. He's, his skills have yeah. improved a bit. You know, he's getting better. He got a little bit of a swagger back. He, he take a little <laughs> bit of it back. He figured out where he parked the boat. Yeah. <sighs> Hello, Angel. Back in the infirmary, Nick tries to get up, but he can't because he's handcuffed to the bed for security. He's then uh, forced to just lean over and vomit on the floor. 
Alicia's like, good morning, sunshine. And Nick remarks, kind of like old times, huh? Yeah. Madison walks in and declares that it's anthrax that they've been poisoned with. Jake and Troy are also there. Madison tells Troy to gather what's left of his men, but he says that he's basically the only one left standing. She wants him to say, fine, if you're the only one left, get some able-bodied people together. we got to form a new group. And Jake snaps at her, saying that you're not in charge. You aren't in charge of this ranch, Madison. And then he storms outside. Again, he's kind of shutting Madison down here. Alicia follows. Jake takes a moment outside. Troy is there as well. He then finally agrees with Madison, saying, you know, she's right. Screw it. Get the people together. Whoever isn't sick, let's just arm them up and let's go to war. Alicia says, you know what? Maybe we do have something we can use to, to get at Walker. Uh, but they said, we've already given up the water reserve. She goes, no, I have an idea. We don't know what the idea is, but she has an idea. Okay. Cut back to the boat. Strand is looking her over for supplies, but it seems like the ship is a total loss. He does find a white dinner jacket, however, and a bottle of champagne. He makes it to the top deck, pops open the bottle, and says, it's good to be home. Yeah, a little dirty, though. You could have cleaned the jacket. The jacket had a little, little blood on, on the shoulder, right? It was a little dirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah you could have cleaned it. To send it out for some, some, some dry cleaning, yeah. Something, something. Yeah, exactly. So, back in the infirmary, Nick is watching Jake care for the sick. He insists he's feeling better, that the IV is actually helping him. That, look, you can unhook me. He's like, I'm not going to die. He's like, just let me out yeah. of this bed. Jake disagrees at first, but and Nick's like, come on, just you can take the bed. You look tired. You look more tired than I do. Take a, take a rest. Jake's like, no, no, no. Nick's like, come on, man. I'm fine. Let me go. Finally, he lets him, lets him go. Jake's like, I can't be seen laying around. I need to be strong for my people, blah, blah, blah. Um, he also asks where Jeremiah is to Jake. And Jake's like, well, he's not going to be much help to you right now. Nick's like, hey, man, I'm not going to judge. I know the guy's got demons. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not judging. <laughs> Nick then goes for a walk and sees that Jeremiah, with a bottle in hand, is overseeing the filling up of a mass grave dug for all the dead. He doesn't say anything but walks past them. Then Nick goes to his house and starts to tear up the floorboards for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Why did he, why did he do that? I thought he was like fixing that up. He said he was no, because I remember that one thing you said. Yeah, he uh, goes to Columbo that mode. One night. Yeah, he goes. Yeah. To, he turns to Columbo next, like two scenes from now, and he explains why he did all that. So after commercial, Walker is in his quarters and gets a knock on the door. It's Ophelia. She's pissed that he didn't tell her that she was using anthrax to poison the group. She also said that Clarks did take her in as a family, and, you know, she was friends with Nick. Walker justifies it, saying, look, you know, what you did is just save many lives, perhaps the entire nation. Then he remembers how he found her in the desert and how he thought she was dead, but his horse was the one that sensed her spirit and had to stop. She starts to cry a little bit, remembering how he saved her life. Walker simply says that the debt is paid. And then someone in the tribe screams, fire! It seems like Troy and a few of his buddies have come back, and they've set fire to the teepees as a distraction, while Madison and Alicia hitch their truck up to the large trailer, which happens to be the gift shop. Gunfire is exchanged. Troy barely makes it out of there alive. In fact, there was like three guys with Troy. I think they all got killed over there. The only one that made it out alive was Troy. He barely makes it out. He hops into the bed of the pickup truck, and Madison drives off with the trailer. Right. So Nick now in, in full Columbo mode. Okay, this is like this, is like you know, he he recalls little bits and pieces of conversations. He puts it all together. He dug up a good bunch of the earth beneath the floorboards of his house. Still don't know why yet, and it looks like he didn't find anything until the next scene. 
where he walks into Jeremiah's house and Jeremiah is stone drunk. Jeremiah oh, yeah. laughs at Nick. He says, <laughs> you look like some kind of ghoul. <laughs> Nick tells Jeremiah that, you know, I remember you shut up my floor and you said it had blood in it. Jeremiah doesn't remember this because he was drunk also when that happened. Nick then pulls a skull with a bullet hole in the head out from his bag and asks him, who is this? Jeremiah says... Oh, Whoa, who's who, someone pouring a drink over here, huh? Uh, got some Kool-Aid going down? Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. It sounds... That wasn't me. That wasn't me this time. I did not do sound effects. This I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot to mute. That was me. I'm sorry. No, what are you drinking? It's, it sounds like cool and delicious. What are now you drinking? I'm thirsty. Yeah. What... <laughs> it's some ice cream tea with uh, with lime juice. <sighs> you going to share or what, man? That, that sounds pretty good I'm right saying. now. <laughs> Come on over. Okay, it sounds Made good. So Jeremiah says it's a long story uh, as far as about the skull. He gets up to pour himself another drink. Nick insists he tell the tale. Jeremiah says that, all right, look, you know, the Indians that sold the ranch to his family, the deal was fair and square. They got paid off. Everything was fair. But some young bucks claimed that the land was rightfully theirs and blah, 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 started to cause trouble. They killed some of the cattle and terrified Jeremiah's wife and children. So Nick's like, you killed one of them? And Jeremiah says, no, I killed three of them. He says, he says, Vernon, I'll show you who's a dick. Yeah, That's exactly. right. He says that Vernon and Phil and he hid amongst the cattle one night when the Indians arrived. They killed, uh, they killed obviously one each. Uh, the skull apparently belonged to Walker's uncle, but then Walker's father came looking for Walker's uncle and Jeremiah ended him as well by shooting him in the head. And that's who the skull belonged to. And so I'll Nick says... do it again. I'll do it again. <laughs> and I'll kill you and everybody else. I'm thinking like... Uh, what's that? Was it Dances with Wolves, right? When uh, when he gets captured, he goes... One of the soldiers goes, You went Indian, didn't you? They kept running around in my head. You went Indian. So Nick says the reason why Jeremiah came by the house to help Nick fix it was to make sure that those bodies stayed buried, that Nick didn't accidentally find them. And Jeremiah said the bodies better stay buried and that Nick is still a guest on his land and he better get right with the past. So Nick says the land really does belong to the Indians and that's why they're coming. Jeremiah says uh, the land belongs to whoever can hold it. He says he's held it. He will continue to hold it. Nick says we'll, right. we'll see. That's right. That, that's the that's, that's, that's a Taylor credo, right? That's you're, you're, the Taylor credo right there. <laughs> you continue to hold this land. Hold it. <laughs> After commercial, Madison arrives back uh, with the trailer at the ranch. Uh, Jake and Jeremiah arrive, and so do the the Indians. They're surrounded by... um, They basically surrounded the ranch, and they're on the hilltop, just kind of watching them. Jeremiah can't understand what they're doing, seeing this trailer is full of rocks and beads and useless junk. But Alicia knows that Walker cherishes the relics that are in there, especially his grandfather that's in that wooden box, and God knows what other relics he's got in there. Back in Madison's apartment... It's debate time. So the Indians are surrounding the camp. This is what this is where it started to go a little off the track for me. The Indians are surrounding them. They're they're, they're visually there. You can see them on the top of the hill, the hill surrounding the, the 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 ranch. But it's time to go back to Madison's apartment and have a philosophical debate about who's right and who's wrong here. Okay, the skull of Walker's father is on the table, and Alicia decided that she says, you know, we're on the wrong side of this conflict. And Madison says at this point, look, sides don't matter. We need to be on the one that has a future, blah, blah, blah. And then Nick chimes in, too, saying, you know, 
there needs to be lines we just don't cross. Otherwise, we turn into uh-huh. just, we turn into Otto. So they're getting really like, like yeah. I was like, like what? Are you serious? Is that I mean, coming from Nick? Come on, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, they're trying to say, uh, "Oh, the the, uh, the the land belongs to the Indians." All right, great, okay, but come on, this is survival here, man. You you just described a scenario where an AMC show that's generally about characters features two characters getting into a psychological debate with a skull on the table, going over mm-hmm. what who owns what land. In a better show, I'd be you know riveted by that. If this is right. like Breaking Bad, I'd be down for this kind of thing or something. But this show, only this show, can make that like boring to watch. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. It was just at the wrong time, and, and it felt forced. Um, it's like, come on, really? Yeah, that's a very good, very good point, Craig. It, it, it seemed like it was a super the wrong time to have this debate. I mean, they could have discussed the you know the the uh, the ethics of the autos at any point you know before this. But no, they have to wait until the entire compound is surrounded by the other compounds, warriors, and they're all about to be killed. No, let's have this philosophic debate now. And it just seemed out of place and bad time, badly timed, and like Aaron said, boring to boot, you know? So Nick then spills the beans to Alicia that Troy was the one that killed the Trembles, not Walker. And Alicia's like, did you know? To Madison. And, of course, Madison did know. And then she goes on a tirade saying Madison is heartless. She goes, you're heartless for covering this up and that she doesn't have any feelings at all. And Gretchen was innocent. And then she drops the bomb, Alicia. She says that no wonder Dad was so depressed. He's living with a goddamn corpse. Oh my! Oh That's my. what I was waiting for. I was waiting for the smack then. Well, did did oh you didn't you my. think she was gonna like jump over the table and punch her? Like I thought. I, I thought, thought she right? was gonna do the smack. You know the emotional like Jerry TV Springer smack. style. Yeah, the TV, the TV <laughs> smack of how dare you say that about me, what? mother? <laughs> <laughs> so Madison again, she's just playing it cool, saying, "Look, you know, I've had, I, I've had feelings." All uh, she's just too busy trying to keep everyone safe and together to show them, mm-hmm. and she just and 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 Alicia has no idea what she carries. Oh boy! I almost wish she kind of had got a little mad and said, uh, "Your father was weak." Travis right? She could have spilled the beans right like there I, and said, he, you, "You think it was me?" Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he was the problem. That's what she could have said. Right? She didn't. She didn't do that though. No, she's trying to protect no. them. Still, she's still trying to protect them from that. Which I'm that. Like, which I'm thinking, you set this up where that's over. Like that part of that protecting them from from that is done. Like she well, should. They don't just... know. They still don't know that the father was a druggie and, and killed himself. They don't know that. They still think he died in a car accident. Like she only. That's told, why I wish she, she went told in. Strand that's, that was it. That's why I kind of wish that she went in. Like you better get yourself together. I'm gonna, <laughs> let me tell you who your father was. Like all the stuff you you talking about. Let me tell you what what really was going little girl. On. You don't know me, little girl, baby girl. Yeah, real, you, you don't know, know what's going on in that house. <laughs> Whitney Houston on her. You don't, you don't know me, sure. baby girl. You don't know me. You don't know. You don't know me. <laughs> Crack is whack. Dude. On the Abigail, Strand decides to play with the radio. Uh, and he's drinking his champagne, and he picks up some guy speaking Russian. So apparently he claims to be a cosmonaut. He switches to English and says he's a cosmonaut. He's in space. And he had a nice yeah. conversation with Strand. Uh, they start quoting his famous last words. Like, this is mm-hmm. a guy that could have been mm-hmm. friends with Strand. It's kind of Strand's, yeah. uh, you know, little, little friend there. Uh, right. It seems that Strand was about to give up, but the cosmonaut sensed that and said, you know, listen, the world is not over until you die and, you know, try to live it. What are you he tried to cheer him up in a very Russian way. And he, uh, and he had a drink for him. Mm. But it was kind of cool. It, that was a pretty interesting little scene. I mean, I don't know. 
you think it was over the top that he was talking to an came astronaut? came out of nowhere. Like, I, I, like it, it was just so surprising that they even went that route. Like, in the back of your mind, though, you got to think, like, what about people that were on the space station, right, when this went it down? Did. Like, it did. Like, I never thought yeah, about it. Yeah, but strand on his stupid boat, like, hmm, I wonder yeah. if this connect to a space station in the sky. <laughs> like, I mean, te like, technically like, it could if he was flying right over, like, and that, that's why you started... I, it's not the logic I'm debating. Oh, okay, it's all right, the okay. fact that of the choices to make for the Fear of the Walking Dead, we have strained. Hmm, he yeah. found his foot again. Let's go with that. And what else could he do? He could ruminate by himself. He could think about things. He could do it. <laughs> How about he talks to a cosmonaut? A cosmonaut. <laughs> oh, great. Great idea. Do it. Write it up. It's a great idea. That just seems so weird. That seemed like they were doing a little... Sugar cookie moment. Yeah, they were doing a little. They went to Walker's Ranch and doing some peyote or something as they're walking, yeah. uh, as they're writing this episode. Watch crap night before. It's like, remember that scene where Sandra Bullock talked to the Eskimo? Well, let's have that with Strand. Like, okay, yeah. why not? <laughs> He's talking to a cosmonaut. <laughs> Sure, sure. Oh, so back at the ranch, Madison is sent to negotiate with Walker. And this is what I don't, I don't understand. This is, again, I put question marks on my little notes here. Why is Madison sent to negotiate with Walker? I mean, if the autos are in charge, and any of the autos, just pick one. Whoever the auto in charge is at the moment. It could be the father. It could be two sons. Why is Madison the one sent to negotiate with this man? I don't understand I don't, that. Exactly. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know what the hell's going on with this. Like, if anything, Madison just got um, I'm sorry, it's just Matt should just be getting the hell out of here at this point. It's like, what did she get? Mm -hmm. What did she kind of gain from staying in this place with these two hostile people around each other? Like, why would no, Jake even no. sit back and let her walk out there and, and and speak for the camp? Like, why? It's like he's the one that's, that's trying to broker peace. He doesn't like Madison to begin with. Like, I mean, there's a million reasons, but they just sit back and watch as she's the one that just kind of walks yeah. over and tries to make a deal. And he doesn't just have got the mommy chewing. I was going to say, they just got done chewing her out and telling her she didn't have a say, and why was she right. taking this all upon herself to, to think that she was one of the leaders uh -huh. or whatever? And now what happens, you know? It's like she's always at the right place at the right time. I don't know if the, the writers have just said, look, we gotta we got to put more emphasis on Madison. Madison's got to be more central to the series. Like, I bet they did that. So it's like whenever someone's coming to the gate, she's there. Whenever there's a scene happening in the infirmary, she's there. Whenever we need to negotiate, she's the one negotiating. Like, it seems like it's forced. It doesn't seem... Organic, how much influence she has over this camp that they just, they just basically attach themselves to. Uh, that that bothers me a bit about this. But either way, she walks over and offers to share everything they got with Walker. She says, "Look, you know, we, we get to stay on the ranch, but we'll share what we got with you. We'll share the water, we'll share the supplies, we'll give you back the trailer full of relics." Walker insists he doesn't care anymore about those things. He even refuses the skull of his dead father that she offers up to him. She explains that it was his son that found it in the old adobe home underneath it. She then walks back to the group and says that they have until sundown tomorrow to pack up and go or they die. It's nighttime now on the Abigail. Strand starts scavenging all the weapons and tools he can find from the corpses and cabinets. Uh, he finds some booze, starts to douse the living room with it. Again, here we go, Daryl. Got to mm -hmm. do that moment, right? Yeah, it's that moment. He then finds his sunglasses. Like, they're his sunglasses, right? The ones he left behind, those are his. Yeah, he finds them, yeah. puts them on, grabs a lighter, sets the Abigail ablaze, puts the sunglasses on, watches it burn. He then hits the beach with his backpack, starts to walk away again. And, of course, we see the ship burning flames yeah. in, in the background behind him. So He needed theme music. I was just waiting for it, like some Isaac Hayes music playing in the background. Something. Some Isaac Hayes. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, yeah. something. Kind of, kind of nice little themes going on about it. It's, <laughs> it's like like he left, like, I have a sense of purpose again. Like, I, I you know, like, I'm ready. I'm ready to take on the world. He is. He's, he is. He, he, he's come to yeah. terms with it. He burned the Abigail. Yeah. That's it. 
So in Maddie's apartment, she and the kids talk again. Madison recalls that they never went to Montgomery, and I guess she means where she's from, Alabama. She recalls a story where a local councilman had a beautiful wife and a lonely little girl. And the little girl knew that everyone in town loved the father because he knew everyone's names and kids' names and whatever. And, uh, you know, she, she had a, you know... She had kind of a hard life because the father liked to drink a little bit, too. And, but it was definitely harder on the mother. And the mother grew very tired. Tired of crying. Tired of getting beat by the husband. Beaten by the husband. One morning, the little girl took the gun from her daddy's dresser and shot him while he slept off his, drunk, his drink from the night before. And the kids, Madison and Nick, look, I mean, I mean Nick and uh, Alicia, look at her like she's cray-cray. She's like, they're like, what did you do? You shot Grandpa? Madison Sorry. says... That's the same look her mother gave her when she did it. But she said she'll take that look if it meant protecting her mother, and in this case, protecting her kids. So, did you guys care about this? Did this make a difference that she shot her drunken father? Like, did it even matter at this point? Uh, I mean, it's like, oh, that's a story that seems like a cool character thing right. to go into, but I don't know what it's doing right now. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why they brought it here and now. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, exactly. what, this is a. This is a character thing or a backstory thing they could have introduced at any time. We but knew that the father was a drunk. It's supposed to be like the... Right. We, we had bits yeah. and pieces. Like, we knew the father was a drunk. We knew right. he beat the mother. We knew she did something. Right. We knew, we knew she, she did, did something. something. Yeah, we just didn't know what. And now we kind of... I, I thought she was just like a crazy party girl and she was a drunk too and whatever, but apparently... That's what I thought. It's, it's, more, it's thought. more than that now. And, and the internet's going abuzz that this is to set up a crossover. Because she's from Alabama, which is not far from Georgia, so that's what the that's I don't know if that's true or not. And then the producers kind of you know they deny it up, down, left, and right, but at least we now know that's where she's from and whatever. So who knows? Yeah, I know. It, like really? Yeah. So on the way out, <laughs> she says she's going to talk to an old man and try to convince him to set aside his pride and hatred and make peace with the enemy. After the commercial, Madison walks right into Otto's place again without knocking, which he notes. He says, "Don't you ever knock?" She sees mm-hmm. him. She sees him boarding up the windows, and she asks if his plan is to just hold up in there. Jeremiah says, "I am going Alamo. This is the last line of defense." He's boarding up his house. He says, "This house was built as a last stand. It's got the bunker." He goes, "We can we can wait out of siege here if need be." He pours Madison a drink as well as himself. He also thanks her for standing by her, her his boys. And helping Troy out. Then Madison explains that he lied to Jake when he when she said that there was there could be no brokered peace with Walker. There is one thing that we can give Walker to save this town, save the ranch. Otto's like, yeah, he probably wants my scalp. And Madison just stares at him. He says, okay, you're here to kill me, Madison. Madison then takes her gun and puts it on the table and kind of pushes it towards towards uh, Otto. And he says, she goes, no. She goes, you know, because uh, he goes on as how I, I protected you. I took your family in. And I counseled your boy. I fed you. You ate at my table. She goes, yeah, I'm not going to kill you for any of those reasons. Plus, it would disappoint my children, and I'm getting really tired of doing that. So you're going to kill yourself. <laughs> he says, he's not going to die like a rabbit with no resistance. Madison explains that, look, man, this is your chance to make everything right with your kids. You can preserve the legacy of this ranch. You can make up for all the past sins you've done. Kill yourself. We, we we can we can make peace. We can we can have the ranch. Otherwise, Walker's coming, and there'll be no ranch. All of this should be more exciting than the way you're describing it, right? Like, yes. Like, you're, you're, yeah. The way you're the way describing it, 
the way yeah, yeah. the way it happened is the way you're right. talking about it, it's like that sounds like a really killer final sequence for an but episode. the way it happened didn't I come off that way right that. <laughs> no it didn't yeah. it almost felt like it, it felt like it, it, it stopped moving. It felt like this this fast paced story came to all stops. Yeah. Like they I think hit I'd a rather I'd ball. rather watch the scene that Craig is describing. <laughs> than the yeah, there were speed know? bumps hit. I think when I think it was a mistake to have her fall back like that. Like you you set it up that she was just she was gung ho on this thing, right? And you and they kind of set it up how she was, and for her to just stop because of this like this is just too much stuff is going on i just don't see her saying all right you know what my kids are right i let my kids down let me stop doing it she co-signed on a family being murdered okay she murdered her father she murdered her father right and you murdered your father like yeah if you can co-sign on all this stuff that just happened the the killing off of a of a whole people because they they happen to be mexican and and that was okay. Like right. If you can yeah. co-sign on all that stuff you've been doing all this season long. You can kill I Otto. Just don't, yeah. I just don't see it because your 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 daughter whined one more time and said, you know, like mom, how could you? And and Nick, you know, uh, saying that to her, I just can't see her, you know, just stopping all of this because of that. Like that fear of them trying to protect them. Should would still be there, and that irrationality, uh, the irrational emotional outbursts and and actions that she's had, I just don't see it. Just I don't see her coming out of that because of what they said. So I mean, uh, Otto's still fighting her at this point, saying, you know, to hell with the kids. He even says one's a crybaby, the other's mm-hmm. a chip off the old block, meaning a killer, meaning Troy, comparing to right. him because he's a killer too, apparently. Um, he basically tells Madison to go away. He's like, just go away. Just get out of here. Like, you know, let me be. Let me be drunk in peace. Let me alone. You're annoying me. Madison takes back her gun, and she's kind of pointing it at his chest, but not really. And then right. Nick, Nick walks in, and he doesn't knock either. And Otto laughs and says, oh, oh, there he is, still clinging to his mama's teat. <laughs> he says, he says, I like Madison so much, and she's going to be tougher than you ever will be. He says, uh... And he doesn't even let Nick let uh, Otto finish. Nick just shoots him in the head, shoots him in the eye. Boom. Cheat this, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Madison quickly takes the gun from Nick and places it below the body of Otto to make it look like he killed himself, shot himself in the eye. Jake and Troy walk in, and they actually run in, and they see Madison sitting across from their dead father. And this is where it got kind of strange because. All right, so she could be talking to him, but he just killed himself as she's talking to Madison. Like as he's talking, is that kind of how they set it up to be, like with the, for the for the boys? I don't get it. I don't I, know. I don't I like it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what was great. Yeah, I don't not, know. Not entirely clear. <laughs> Given the, sure. the the mad the thing she's been trying to do with Troy, like it's weird. It's a weird like this is just the mid season finale, so yeah. obviously we have some follow through on this. But like this is not a really exciting cliffhanger. It's more like a huh. <laughs> yeah, the motivations yeah. were just so. I I just it lost me. I was I was following up until this episode, and it was just I don't know where she's going with this. So we cut to the next scene. The boys are carrying the corpse of Otto wrapped in a sheet to a pickup truck, and then this is where the musical montage kind of fades mm-hmm. in, and also mm-hmm. it's a weird sort of time jump that happens because Madison is in apparently two places at once. Like she, First, she's standing with her kids 
overlooking the porch uh, of the auto home. She's basically standing there. She took over the house. Also, then she's hovering over the wooden casket of Otto, which is laying in a barn somewhere. Right. So it's like she's in two places at once. I guess we have to figure that she's the one, while the body was in the casket, that cut the head off. I guess that's what they're trying to say. I I'm really, assuming. Right, because I didn't really get that, because she then walks with it in the backpack and gives it to Walker in the morning. Um, so then that's really how the episode ends. And it's a pretty cool musical montage. I like it. I mean, the music kind of ramped up at the end, and I thought oh, that was pretty neat. I just didn't really... It's you know. Doing like slow, slowed down. Stand by me. I'm, yeah, I'm stand right. by me. Right. I, 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 yeah. I, don't, I don't need and much it, of that. In my life. I'm sorry. And, <laughs> it, and then it was like, is that what? I mean, and then all the stuff with Walker wanting to land, and they're saying, all right, now that he has the head of the the last founder, it's all good now. We all good. That's what. So did he get his trailer back? I guess they gave him back his trailer, and then yeah, all right. Here's the head of Otto. Now we're yeah. Now we're cool. We don't want any more water. We don't want the land anymore. We're good now. We got Otto's head. I mean, because yeah, they because right. they really won. I mean, they really. I mean, Walker really right. like they had the upper hand now. Most of the most of the uh, the uh, soldiers are dead, right or weakened. Right. Um, it's it's mostly regular you know regular people. They're not trained. To, to fight a war with, with, with this. Like, I I don't know. I just don't get why Walker would even be, like, okay with it. Like, you you blamed... You murdered our people. You you did that. Like, you murdered my father. You, you murdered other people. You murdered more people on the... Uh, to break the peace after you lied about it. You Like, all this stuff. I just don't see Walker being like, you know what? You gave me the head of the head of the 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 father. It's all good. We're just gonna let it go. Yeah, it, it didn't seem right. It, it no, didn't, it didn't seem like a good ending at all. No. I didn't. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. All right. So that's the that's the end, folks. We got there. We made it. We made it through another half season yeah. of Fear the yeah. Walking Dead, and we are going yeah. to get to our Toby ratings in just a moment. First, a word from our sponsor, uh, Jim. Would you do the honors this week? Sure, DCB Service has been our sponsor since uh, almost the very beginning of this uh, podcast. If you are looking for great deals on uh, not only uh, graphic novels and comic books, but also everything uh, geek-related, that would be your toys, your T-shirts with your geeky stuff on them, anything you like, uh, DCB Service is the place to go. You can get 30 40 50% off stuff. It's usually cheaper than you can get on Amazon. Plus, you're dealing with real people who will really give you good customer service, help you out if things go wrong, and make sure that your books get to you in good condition, your toys get to you not broken, and uh, make sure that you're happy with the deal. I mean, I mean I've been there. I've, I collect toys, and I've ordered them from Amazon. They've come home in parts, and I've never had that problem with DCB service, even with the McFarland toys I'll order from them. Which can be you know pretty fragile. I mean, and a lot of small parts, and uh, every single time it comes packed well and and uh, complete. You know, uh, they have all kinds of deal right now deals right now. Uh, the new uh, Hellboy series uh, starting off, and it's only a dollar fifty nine for the first issue. Star Wars Adventures, a new kid friendly Star Wars comic is coming out. That's fifty percent off. Uh, if you want to catch up on the Walking Dead comics, uh, graphic novels, there are all kinds of different ways to do that, all at a big discount. Or if you just want a cool uh, Negan uh, t-shirt, you know, or a Negan statue, mm -hmm. or um, I think they just came out with that hardcover edition all about Negan, yeah, right? Yeah, my, my girlfriend wants all that. Yes, yeah. check, check that yeah. out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Can I throw two uh, books in there, too? Uh, uh, sure. The two would be, uh, if you're a Star Trek fan, uh, Star Trek... Uh, 
mirror broken. Um, you can, you can even, if, even uh -huh. yeah, even though it's already it's like sold out though, isn't it? Yeah, I was gonna say that's uh, well, it's gone, right? usually you can still put it, you can still put an order in. And gotcha, let them know yeah, that you want it. Quick. And when they a, do this, hit. yeah, when they do a second printing, they'll they'll you'll get it, you you get it right away. And uh, uh, my boy uh, Tom King at the Mister Miracle yeah. is coming out, so that issue two is out now. Will be out right. for the pre-order. You can pre-order issue two, but you can always email them and say, "I would like issue one as well," and they will put that right in your order, like no problem. That's that's the kind of service you can get from them. I'm also looking at this really cool uh, one six statue of season two uh, Arrow. Uh, one of our other podcasts we cover the DC TV shows, mm -hmm. and uh, it's really sweet. Twenty five percent off uh, one sixth uh, FX statues. Really yeah. cool. I'm looking but at yeah, Mirror uh, Broken. That, that, uh, they do have actually number four on here for two dollars and fifty nine cents. How, how could you beat that? J.K. Woodward. Uh, D, I mean, it's amazing. It's the next generation. It's a great series. Mm -hmm. Just two bucks. Come on, guys. It's the best price you can find. And the Mister Miracle you were talking about is uh, forty percent off too. Uh, it's yeah. only two thirty nine for a three ninety nine cover. Tom King coming off his um, uh, critically acclaimed uh, run on Batman. There, yeah, Tom um, King and Mitch Gerard on on uh, pencils. Another another friend of mine. Uh, yeah, Mitch Gerard is an awesome awesome artist. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, if you want to get into comics or graphic novels, or if you just want some cool toys or geeky uh, t shirts or uh, anything like that, and you want to get them at a good price from good people, then go to DCB Service. And they they are a proud sponsor for low these many years, and we are happy to have them as such because they are good people. Absolutely, thank you, Jim, right. for doing that, Daryl, as well. So uh, on to our final Toby ratings for this half season of Fear the Walking Dead. Aaron, start with you, buddy. Um, I'll give the first episode. What's the call? What were these, these called? <laughs> I forgot. Uh, uh, I'll the, give um, the unveiling. The unveiling I will give. Yeah. I'll give. I'll give that a. Um, uh, yeah. Let's do. Let's do three point five Tobies, and then I will go two point five on Children of Wrath because oh. I just wasn't big on it. Like this didn't leave me excited to get more of the Fear of the Walking Dead. It just made me think. Oh wow. Okay. I guess that's the end of Fear of the Walking Dead for a while. Um, I do think there's admirable things here, although the previous episodes, like even on like a visual standpoint, I thought there was more interesting things going on as far as how we were seeing the the world, its portrayal, the zombie action, what have you. Like this one, beyond that damn boat, like I don't know what else I'm like like really trying to remember as far as these great like scenes of you know like comic booky gritty horror violence or what have you coming to life so it's just like what am i left with a few bland characters that i don't care much about and potential that seems kind of wasted as far as something that could have been more interesting i look forward to how they decide to wrap this up just because i want to think they have it under control the season i agree is better overall than how things have gone um but you know it just kind of felt like a whimper for this last episode so yeah okay very cool daryl uh, I, for the first part, I would have to say I, I would give that a a three out of five. Um, oh. There were interesting things that happened in it, and I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it. It was cool seeing Ophelia come back again, and and her motivations for what she did. Um, but part two, I I have to give it a two out of five. Oh. I, I was really disappointed. Like I, it just I don't understand the motivations for characters. Uh, at you know why they did the thing they did the decisions that were made it was just and then it was just lackluster the ending you know like the little musical montage uh let me give you a head 
uh, you take that back and everything is fine. Like it, it just was so. It was. I just felt like it was incomplete. Um, no, and the part with Strand, it was like I don't even know what the hell was going on with Strand. No Daniel. Like it. It just really felt like. Yeah. It's it just like they were rushing to get things done, and um, there were just things that they did, they weren't ready to do, and and it just felt like it just ended it it just in such an abrupt way that uh, it was kind of disappointing because it's been good up to it's been uh, really good uh, up to this point, so a little disappointing uh, ending. I hear you, Jim. <laughs> I give the first of the two episodes a three point five. Uh, and I gave the second episode a three. Uh, it was kind of a, I was, I had a lot of hopes for this season. It was doing really well there for a while. And then it's kind of, just kind of, instead of having a big decisive, like, uh, mid-season finale, just kind of dissipated. Like, you know, like Daryl said, you ended with a musical montage sequence. Really? You know? And for every time I thought it worked and I thought it was doing well and, and, and liked what they were doing, there were, was another time where they kind of canceled that out and I'm just kind of scratching my head and wondering where the motivation is coming from or why that character is doing that or why they're showing us this or a lot of whys, I guess. So, um, yeah, 3.5 for the first and then 3 for the second. I guess we can see why there's a new showrunner coming. I guess someone watched these first eight and said, yeah, you know, it's just enough already. Let's let's get Gimple in here and see what he can do with the show. So I guess we can see that maybe we can clean up some of these loose ends that have been created by, uh, you know, the first the first uh, showrunner, Erickson. But speaking to these bring two episodes, the what's that? Oh, I'm sorry. Bring oh, in the Gimp. Bring in the Gimp. Yeah, right, exactly. Bring in, we need to bring in the Gimp at this point, the Gimple. Uh, the first one, I'm not going to be as harsh as you guys were. I did actually like it. it, it I like the reveal of Ophelia. Uh, I like the chaos of the, you know, when they started turning into walkers at the end and the camp descending, descending into chaos. I mean, there were some good things in that first episode, the unveiling. I liked. I'm not going to be as harsh on it. I'm actually going to give that like a, I'm going to give it a four. Um, it, it Nothing was too really out of whack for me with that one. It was okay. Uh, the last one I had a lot of problems with, especially at the end when the kids started getting judgy and uh, we're on the wrong side of this, and then, and then Madison's weird emotional reaction that that just just weird behavior, and like you said, why didn't she just shoot him? And it just it was a lot of weird stuff that happened. It just didn't feel right. It was clunky. It didn't. It wasn't handled the right way. They they go back to the the reservation. They set fire. They go back and rescue people. It's like back and forth, back and forth. I just, I don't know. It was all over the place, and you're right. They're kind of anticlimactic. Here's the head. Let's just end the half season there. The musical montage didn't have a problem with it, because I know The Walking Dead does that too a lot. Like in the half season, they'll kind of end with a little bit of a musical, you know, to kind of just like take you out of it for a minute or whatever, just set the tone for half a second. I, I didn't, it didn't bother me so much, but so I'll give the second episode a three. The first one of four, average that together how you will, and that's kind of where we end uh, We end uh, this season right, of Fear of the Walking Dead. It's pretty simple. It's 3.5. Yeah, exactly. The average. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but who cares what we have to say? We have an amazing Facebook group. They have their very own Toby ratings that they leave every week, and we are honored to have Jim Dietz read them for us so for the last time this half season jim would you read what our listeners have to say about these two episodes of fear sure absolutely um we have a facebook group it's uh the current time uh 821 members strong we'd be happy to have you join us 
Uh, we have all kinds of fun uh, memes and, and stuff there. Plus, as uh, as Craig said, we ask you to chime in on every episode of The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Tell us what you thought. Uh, Jeff Rhodes starts out with a Frodo gif of saying it's done, <laughs> to which DeRay Irvin uh, replies with a Carl gif of hashtag sorry not sorry so the new, the new, the new, the new gift feature on facebook is you know, rearing its head upon our group uh, dre Irvin also uh, weighed in with five i was hating on madison so hard until the very end and now that i realize how creepy she is i love her out of five <laughs> which says more about dre than it does on madison i'd say um, Johnny Stower, five. I'm going to scalp you, but on second thought, give me your father's head instead out of five. Uh, awesome first half, huh, guys? Huh. Seems like my Ophelia and Jake theory is out the window. Damn, Madison is crazy. Like, really? 11-year-old killer turns into a guidance counselor? Jeez. And having the worst death in Walking Dead history has to go to the space guy in outer space. Uh, that would be ter- That would be terrifying and depressing. Seems like it's coming back on September 10th. Maybe they're getting smarter as the whole break is during games of Game of Thrones airing. Uh, thanks again, guys. Talk to you fellows and the group when fear comes back. Absolutely. Uh, Opinder, Opinder, Opinder Sangha wrote in, what's this week's background noise, Daryl Taylor? Uh, five out of five for last week's effort. A double episode <laughs> to watch tonight. Look forward to the podcast tomorrow. Uh, he'll be joining us later in the thread. Uh, Rob Cook wrote in four crazy ass Madison decisions out of five. I thought Troy was the liability, but was so wrong. Madison is a shocker. They really were on the wrong side. Do we think Madison had this planned all along, or was this a last minute change of heart to get her family out of a horrific situation of her own making? Uh, good to see Abigail again, though she's not too shipshape. Uh, really enjoyed the random cosmonaut radio chatter. <laughs> Overall, I enjoyed the first half of the season. Thanks, guys, for keeping it interesting with the podcasts. Bring on the second half. You are so welcome, Rob. Uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington. Uh, first episode, I'll give uh, four. Nick isn't as good a hairdresser as Daniel out of five. Uh, second episode, I'll give five. That was one hell of a boat party out of five. So now we know what happened to Ophelia and Abigail. I'll be up for a short time, too. Uh, Madison is really turning into a badass and is growing on me, and I really like the Walker character. Uh, the first half of the season has been a massive improvement on previous seasons. I've really enjoyed it. P.S. Loved last week's podcast with Daryl and the sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was out running while I was listening to it and was laughing out loud getting some strange looks. Uh, I was like, man, I'm gone for one week and you guys all get delusions of grandeur or something. Uh, as always, guys. Uh, thanks for a great podcast. You guys are awesome, and I really look forward to listening. Well, thank you, Richard. We we think you're awesome too, and we look forward to did, doing. Did it you know you. what happened, Jim? Did you uh, did you listen to last week's, or uh, did you? I have not gotten around to listening so, last week's. So I just watched all three episodes today. So it was July third, and Daryl, I guess, was I don't know. Were you outside on your phone or something doing the podcast? Yeah, I, I was out out in the, out in my backyard, my uh, patio. So Queens was like blowing up over there, and every every two oh, seconds yeah. you hear boom, boom. The whole, it sounded like he was being attacked by uh, the governor or something like that. It was coming after him. It was it was, oh, it was nice. pretty funny. So uh, I guess the listeners yeah, like that. We had something. Yeah. We had something similar happen during a decent TV podcast where it sounded like he was under gunfire for a while. New York City's a rough place, baby. Hey, How dare you like television? Uh, you got to fight every day, man. It's a battle. Every day is a battle. Yeah, Snake Plissken in. Repel him in. 
That's right. <laughs> uh, T- Tammy Heisley wrote in another mixed bag for me. Some things I liked, others not so much. But overall, I'm giving these episodes a four. P.S. Love that we got some backstory on Madison. Pretty sure I had the same facial expression as Alicia and Nick. Craig, Craig. Um, <laughs> Opinder Kasenga joins us again in the group. Uh, 3.5, spreading the disease out of 5. Uh, the pace returned and the action quickened. Reminded me of episode 1 and 2. Gives me hope for the second half of the season. P.S. Is Strand trying out for the Terminator? The background music really took me back to that film. <laughs> that picture. I'm using that picture, by the way. That's the one I'm using oh, for this episode. Man. I'm saving it right oh, now. You should definitely use that picture. It's great. T2, yeah. And then finally Scott... <laughs> Boom, boom. And then Scott Homan wrote in a 4.5 anthrax frappuccinos out of 5. I love these episodes. Yeah. The story, the action, everything. I think they wrapped the whole arc arc up a little too quickly, but I like that better than drawing it out too long. See Walking Dead Season 4. There were, however, some minor things. I had issues with Dean Kelly as a damn good actor, and I feel like they did a poor job with his character. Uh, Of course, he was the guy with the troubled past. Now, all of a sudden, he's super racist murderer who shows zero remorse. Uh, he's kind of both. Uh, they just think uh-huh. I just think they could have done a better job with him and made him more interesting. And why did he go through all the trouble of shooting at and trapping Ophelia just to let her go? And how didn't everyone know Ophelia came back to her camp to do something bad? And once again, uh, when the show kicks back in in September, we'll be uh, taking your reviews and write, and uh, reading them on the air. So please, by all means, join our group and uh, uh, join us there. In the Walking Dead TV, uh, TV, the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group. Excellent, excellent. So that's it, guys. Brings up uh, the first half of season three. If you're the Walking Dead, we got through it. We got yeah, through it with, yeah, with Jim Dietz. I mean, this is this is this has been a treat. That's right. <laughs> No, it's been good actually, and seasons. I, I think it's, looking back on it, it's been good. It's been getting really good. I'm enjoying it. Like I think Richard Charrington, Chopper Cherry Charrington, put it together. It's like it's a good filler. It's a good little yeah. keep, keep our yeah. appetites, uh, you know, wet for the zombie uh, or wetted for the zombie uh, apocalypse in between the real show or the the original show. Yeah, I should say, this, in this so it's cool. This was not an eye roller. This was not one of those where we had to do an eye roller that we got through it. This was. Uh, it's this had some pretty entertaining episodes. I mean, it, you know, the last one kind of disappointing, but for the most part, it's it was fine. entertaining. I look yeah. forward. Yeah, to I thought it. I, I look. I thought this season was much improved. Yeah. Yeah. So we can only, only uh, hopefully only get better. So, all right, guys, that's it. We're going to wrap it up and uh, put it away for a few weeks, and then we'll we'll come back again, as Jim said, when fear returns uh, sometime in September. I think you said right. I think that's when it comes back. And um, in between, I think we mentioned the Comic Con's happening, so we'll see at least a trailer yeah. for season eight of The Walking Dead. I always look forward to those trailers; they're really really good. Usually, kind right. of get, well, get you excited. Somebody- for, yeah. I was gonna say there might be enough stuff at Comic Con. We might throw out in a, a special episode talking about it. If yeah, you know, they make a big announcement. And Aaron, not, you're gonna be not, there. I just say, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. So yeah, we can even do that exactly. If we have something worth covering, we can get together and do a quick. Uh, you, it'll yeah. you it'll know be... if you if you want, you could actually do Facebook Live on the on the thing if you want. Yeah, Stephen, you, you can it. hold the phone for you as you're uh, as you're doing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll see. I'll see if Steve's up for it. Um, <laughs> Steve. Steve. <laughs> Um, I what will help what will help with the trailer is that they don't have to be like so like ridiculous about hiding everything because there's no stupid cliffhanger this season, so they can oh, actually true, show a real, they can show a real trailer this time. So that'll be nice. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, because they had the phony ones. And they have like those, those fake mm-hmm. ones that throw us off the scent last year. Like you saw, what was it leaked out? Like you saw Maggie getting hit over the head with the bat, but it really wasn't her. Well, that was like, just was... the leak stuff. But I mean, just the trailers they were making were like, remember these characters from the mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, I hated yeah. that. Oh, I hated that. Because you couldn't yep. see who made it and who didn't, right? They couldn't show anything. They, yeah, that's they a good couldn't point. show you anything. Yeah. So it's just, and, and the cast can like talk about things and not just sit there being oh, like, rrr, 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 like, they can actually have a conversation this time. So. Yes. <laughs> Should be good. All right, folks. So uh, in the meantime, if they want to hear more of us, where can the listeners hear us while we're not talking The Walking Dead for the next couple of weeks? Uh, Aaron, how about you? Um, you can hear me on Out Now with Aaron and Abe. It's the movie review show I host with my friend Abe. We talk about the newest movie releases. We have a big Spider-Man episode coming up. That was a lot of fun. We also do monthly commentary tracks, which are a lot of fun. Um, you can find. I'll put the because I'm going to be at Comic Con and uh, I write my movie reviews on whysoblue.com. You'll find all the Comic Con coverage we have over there. Um, and also, I'm currently writing about Preacher. I write about Walking Dead when Walking Dead's on, mm-hmm. but not Walking Dead's not on right now. So right now, I'm writing about Preacher, which is really great so far in its second season. Only a couple of mm-hmm. few episodes in, but I'm really I was I was I liked the first season, but the second season's really up in the ante. So uh, you can find my writing about Preacher over at theyoungfolks.com. Well, we'd love to have you on the DCTV podcast to talk about it if you'd like. Aaron. Yeah, for sure. If I get a, you know, if the schedule works, yeah, I'd be happy to. If you have a free, free five minutes there <laughs> with sure. you and Stevie. Yeah. Steve Z. I'm sorry, Steve Z. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl, how about you? Uh, you can, uh, I mean, you can also check uh, check out me and Jim on Nothing's On podcast. Uh, we cover a lot of the TV stuff. And, and the movies uh, we have an uh, had a new uh, episode dropped today, didn't we? Yes, we did. Uh, we have a spoiler one coming up about the Spider-Man Homecoming. So if you you caught that movie and you wanna you wanna listen to the episode, of talk listen to us talk about it. You can you can hear it there, uh, as well as other podcasts that are on the network. Uh, you can check them out at TaylorNetworkPodcast dot com. Um, and other than that, I might. Uh, you know, Facebook live stream every now and then, and, and the, to let you know if uh, you know how the war is going. Maybe every couple of weeks, I might do a little something. You might check uh, in with the group and put a put a. I might check okay. in with the group. Yeah, yeah. While well, I do my patrols, I might, I might do a little something. The murder you know. shed, right? You get the murder shed back there. That's right. That's murder right. shed. Murder shed. That's right. That's great, Jim. Uh, you can catch Daryl and myself, as you said, on Nothing's On. Also, Daryl and Chubb and myself and Jerry uh, do the DC TV podcast. We're going bi-weekly over the summer uh, because the only show we're covering right now is Preacher. Uh, so we're going to do two episodes at a time uh, until the rest of the DC TV shows come back in, in the fall. Also, I'm on Paradigm Shift, which is the D&D podcast on the TaylorNetworkPodcast.com. That has been a lot of fun lately, and it's been a fun, probably a fun lesson because it's been a really fun game. And uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Yoda Jones. Excellent, excellent. I am the host of the Auto Chat Show. If you want to find me, AutoChatShow.com, Facebook uh, Auto Chat Show, get me there. And uh, me and my co-host Teddy review new cars, discuss cars and pop culture, uh, motor news, anything related to the automotive world. Uh, most recently, we had a guest host uh, Mabel on, and we discussed uh, her recent trip to Sweden and the Volvo. Hilarious. She's cool, isn't she? Uh, yeah, she's, she's a lot of fun. She is like the. She's actually known as the number one Volvo girl. And they 
they knew her over there when she went there to Sweden. Like, oh, they they follow her on Instagram, and she's such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to Volvo and the Swedish cars. And uh, actually, had a great time discussing her trip there, where she picked up a car from the factory and had it sent back. It was a really cool trip, and uh, and it's cool. So even if you're not really too much into cars, it's a fun show. We keep it light. We don't get too technical and just uh, discuss all of that stuff in the motoring motoring world that's out there. So Teddy will be rejoining us shortly. We'll be getting back to his new car reviews very very soon so stay tuned oh for and that. you tell her i said stop out trying to outrun police officers that, did you, did you hear that? She, to she, that she told the story it's funny you're right she was doing what 100 and plus and yeah she got out of it <laughs> yeah. though man i don't know how she got yeah, out of it. She did. well, well i know, know how she got out of it but i mean you know I, you know how she got out of it exactly <laughs> you know how she got out of it so, we'll, we'll definitely have more mabel on she's a lot of fun so uh we'll definitely yeah. do that as well and uh so keep checking out the auto chat show we appreciate listening to that so who wants to close out the uh, the show here, folks? I got one. Go for it. Uh, okay, well, well, that's going to do it for the WT- DTV podcast. But remember, when there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, well, remember, it's one thing to walk away from an explosion. It's another thing to walk away from an explosion in slow motion and with sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well put. Well put. Perfect. I want to walk away from my murder shed with like a small explosion and just put in the glass. So, so light the barbecue, have the flames getting high, and yeah, to have someone yeah, take a picture yeah. of you with the flames in your glasses, right? That's it. I'm walking away. Aaron, I need you to send your guy. I need you to send your guy over. Send Stephen over. <laughs> Steve, Stephen can fly yeah. to New York, right? He'll go over there. Oh, yeah. 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 He's probably doing press there. Just for a day. Just, just for a day. Just, for, yeah. just make sure you're not allowed to look back at it at all, man. No, no. no. No, I'm gonna look. I'm, I'm just gonna keep the shades on and keep walking <laughs> as the flames go up. That's it. Right. That's don't it. don't turn around. No way. No, I won't uh, turn around. I'll have someone shoot the little lighter fluid on it, and then and then it pops up. Is, then, then I'll you, you know we'll do it really quickly. Is, <laughs> <laughs> It'll be perfect. Uh, all right, guys. We'll see you soon. Take care. Just as long as she stands